Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 505-550-5500 is the five line. All fives, all zeros. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Podcasting, Citrus and Cloud, and Spotify, as well as Audible. Thank you, Nat, for getting all that uh, up. And don't forget, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. And I'm going to spend this entire segment uh, talking about uh, a, a man, a great man, in my opinion, who has uh, been in our studio for the last at least two and two years, two months, what maybe three months it would have been. Uh, and that, of course, is D-Dowd Muska, the Dow 3000. And uh, unfortunately, I, I guess I'm not going to be able to say goodbye to Dowd. Uh, Dowd has uh, moved on and, and I'd love to have him on our air. And he's welcome, certainly, anytime to be on here. But I thought I would, uh, you know, on his behalf, you know, part of his audience, especially during COVID, I think it's so important to, you know, talk about that. You know, the fights that him and I were on to go ahead and take on, I think, the marketplace, the state, the city, like all these wonderful, wonderful things um, that we, I think, accomplished together, uh, really, really right here on our air. I thought that was really wonderful. And, you know, you don't take on the governor. You don't take on... The Democrats, you don't take, you don't, you don't do these types of things, uh, you know, uh, lightly. And, you know, he was involved with me for doing all of these things, slugging it out, you know, taking it, taking it, sticking it to the man, right? I mean, that's what we were trying to do is we're trying to give it back and fighting the powers. And I got to tell you, it was pretty awesome. I think we did a really terrific job uh, during COVID. And I think he started, as I said, like in the middle of COVID and, um, you know, it was nice because you know, uh, he, he was over at another uh, think tank, uh, Rio Grande Foundation for a time and, you know, uh, did that and that didn't go, you know, quite the way that he wanted. And then he was over at uh, Americans for Prosperity. I always forget that. I don't know why. Uh, Americans for Prosperity. And then he was like, I don't know if he was going to be on his way out or whatever, but I was so excited because that was going to come on the air. I was like, okay, well, let's just bring him over here. Like, even though this isn't what he does, this isn't what he does. It's like, he doesn't get on the radio. And then you know, uh, he had he had he had the affinity for me. I have an affinity for him. I, I really like him and everything. And so I'm like, oh my, this is great. just come on in. We'll figure it out. And I remember Rudy when he uh, first came on. We're like, we're gonna figure out how to slice it all up so we can figure out we can find some money to to keep doubt here. And that was the big deal because you know we're going into this COVID, we're going into the downturn, we're going into you know, all of these things. And we weren't sure what the future was going to bring, but we fought and we hung in there and from translators being taken and all the things that have happened, you know, all the drama, right. But I am completely uninterested, I should say. And dad was there, you know, every step of the way. And I wanted to read his letter because he's got a new sub stack that he's running. And so I guess I would do that uh, on behalf, even though I didn't hear from him and I don't have permission to read it or anything like that. I mean, you know, he, he sent me uh, some, some write some words and I'll keep that always between him and I on Sunday night. And, and I was like, okay, well, there's obviously something here. And I didn't know, like really kind of make heads or tails. And I was a bit emotional about it. So I was like, I need to, you know, like anything, like anything in, in the world, you like take a step back and you're like, okay, there's something seismic here. And I got to, you know, 
to really kind of handle and deal and what what is all here so you know, i kind of like i let i let god speak to me i let I, I really do i always just what are the signs what are the things that start coming in you know i start getting all these other emails i'm like okay and so I figured, okay, after a couple of days, we're going to have an opportunity to meet and kind of chat it out and set it up and set up things going forward. And I was happy about that. And um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to um, button up and tighten everything up the way that we necessarily want. And I would so like to do that. And I would so like to have Dowd and whatever his new endeavor is on our air when he's ready to share it and what he's ready to do. And we'd like to help him along with all that as we've, as I've I, should, I always say we. Is there somebody else with me, uh, uh, Rudy? No, hey. just you and me today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, and just to kind of redirect uh, so people can know that. And by the way, Natalie has taken over the um, rockoftalk.chat. So she has that. She'll be putting all the stuff out there going forward. Dowd has, of course, gone to doubtmuska.com and, and really kind of do it. And I remember I said, I said, well, you, should, you should start something called No Doubt About It. And that's his new Substack. So I was like, Oh, well, uh, I didn't mean to start it like already. <laughs> I, I'm like, can you, can you, can you can, give me a chance to breathe? But I, he must have been chomping at the bit or whatever. And it says, um, um, you know, we, of course, have the trademark Rock of Talk. And I love it when people take pride in the fact that, you know, it's, a, it's the best name out there. It really is. It's, a, you know, when you say Rock of Talk, you know exactly what it means and what you like and what you don't like. And it's good. It says, it's been my great honor to be on Albuquerque's air. And he sent this 23 hours ago. I had no idea until about 10 minutes ago that it got sent. So, you know, this is fine. It's been my great honor to be on Albuquerque's airwaves every weekday for the last 27 months. But nothing lasts forever, and I'm no longer associated with 16 AM, 1600 AM to Kiva. Time marches on. I'm quite proud of the work I did at the station. Met a lot of listeners and subscribers along the way, too. I thank every one of you for your support in whatever form it took. The good news is I'm not going anywhere. October 15th, 1992 was my first paid day in the anti-collectivism business. Couldn't even legally drink. And as my 30th anniversary approaches, I intend to commit at least another three decades to fighting for human decency, human freedom, and human progress. I've established no doubt about it. Nat will share the links on the show notes so you guys will have that. You don't have to worry about uh, getting that link. We'll put that in the show notes today, which Nat is doing. A Substack account that makes me a multimedia machine. Last week, I started writing my column again. I, I didn't know it was leading to that. And this week, we'll see the return of Dowd's Daily Download, the email service that began in March of 2019 for a small group of friends and co-workers. There'll be more types of content to come watch the space. Alex Berenson, Glenn Greenwald, and others have shown how powerful the Substack platform is. The technology, of course, is top-notch. Now, you might remember, I brought in Substack and introduced that, and Dowd was uh, over the moon once I showed it to him. The technology is top-notch, and the people running things have not embraced the silencing canceling of content creators who won't knuckle under the woke mob. Okay, the bottom line, what's all this cost? Not much, seriously. All my work will be available for less than a quarter of a day. A bit more if you sign up as a founder. Gracias in advance. Everything is free for now, but the paywall is going up too, too sweet. Too sweet, okay. So subscribe. I hope you'll follow me on this journey and join a community of honorary subordinates who aren't ready to give up the personal responsibility. Limited government and capitalism, your comments, criticism, suggestions, links will be essential to the success of no doubt about it. I look forward to your input. Plus, there will be lots of dog pictures. So, so many dog pictures. I, of course, will uh, miss Dow. I'm glad we were able to celebrate his 50th birthday and play all his songs and get all his readings. And he, of course, has, um, you know, been a central part of our station for what he's been doing. And uh, we really are going to miss Dow, no doubt about it. So, no doubt going forward, unfortunately, but uh, that's where we'll go ahead and leave it. But bigger and better things for him, certainly uh, in the future. So I hope you join me in wishing him well 
uh, going forward. And uh, that's about, you know, my kids will miss his Milano cookies and, you know, how uh, his excitement when Dowd walked into the room, which most of the time he was never here. Remember, I think I've seen him three times this year until August because uh, he worked mostly from home and we worked all that kind of stuff out. But long story short, uh, my kids always remember the way he walked in. You could hear Dowd coming in from all the way down the hall when he did come into the radio station. Back after a quick break. Freedom Families United when we return. Talk. Hits the post once again, Rudy Grande. Wow, it's just like an, like an old pro, like a man who's been doing radio for uh, longer than I've been alive. There you are. 50 years. 50 years. Man, I think so. It started in 74. No, so that makes it 48. Yeah, 48. Well, we gotta, we got to learn to count. You're going to be counting the years. Uh, you're reeling in the years. <laughs> Our newest edition, uh, of course, is uh, Future Future. Uh, future free. Wow. Wow. Freedom. Freedom Families United. What was I going to the future? I went to future and just picked up the FFF, and I love to say FFFFFU. My personal pronouns are F and U, and it is Freedom Families United. We've got uh, Casey and Mikhail. I, I always mess up the names, right, on the second one. And I, I here we are. We're right here in the studio. We've got a, a whole first hour set up. I want to let everybody know. They're on live, taking your phone calls and a whole host of those phone calls from one to three on Saturday. Uh, folks, I got to tell you, something weird happened on the radio station on Saturdays, and we decided to do uh, how many hours live? Yeah, uh, 27 hours live from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. Well, that's 28, excuse me, uh, the next day. Uh, and it is absolutely incredible. And uh, Casey and Michaela like to... Uh, Set the world on fire there starting at 1 p.m. Saturdays live here in the Kiva. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how are you? It's great to be in, Harry. We're great, and I appreciate the opportunities you've given us. It has been a crazy year for us. Uh, wild ride. And first of all, I have to say, uh, we have come so far, Mike, just from thinking back when we got on here, uh, not, not just a few months ago, and I have to thank Eddie and his mentorship and steady hand in this space of talk radio because we went from that morning program and quickly fit us into that live show here on Saturdays from 1 to 3. And the Saturday lineup is absolutely amazing on this program. I've listened to radio um, for a very long time, for all my adult life, listened to talk radio, and I don't think I have ever heard a better setup on Saturday radio. And we have lived all around this country with the military. So you guys are a huge part of that. What you guys bring in your preparation and uh, Mike, uh, I know that uh, you like talk radio, you and uh, your husband do a great job together. Well, thanks. Yeah. We've been listening to talk radio for a long time. I know uh, uh, Michael Medved was one of the first people who oh, good. we got Cultural interested critic, in. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, of course, you know, Glenn Beck and Ben Shapiro. And, and then of course, listening to you when we moved here to New Mexico, it's, it's been it's been amazing and a crazy opportunity. Never something I imagined myself or us <laughs> doing together, but it's been really cool. Yeah, you guys have a great symbiosis. Is that, is that what you uh, said? I mean, so Rudy's been in 48 years. You guys have been in 48 days and bingo. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty awesome. So you guys are here That's and I'm right. glad to have you both here. But 
Uh, I first want, before we kind of get started and kick into your program here for what a taste of what people might hear on Saturday Live and be able to call in. And um, you've got a testimony, Casey. It's real. It's palpable. You know, I told you about all the, I, I believe that Glenn Beck is one of the greatest uh, talk show hosts there is if he did it on his own instead of constantly this Pat and Stu stuff. I, I get irritated <laughs> because Glenn is, has an amazing talent. And, uh, yeah. you know, I know you know, Glenn has got his testimony and, you know, his battle and his personal demons that he got past. And that's one way that people start. You had to deal with the demons of another sort, the demons of government, Sandia National Labs. You took the fight to them and boy, you really put yourself out on the line. I'm sure sometimes Mike was probably like, please, we we, got to keep that. We got to keep the lights on here at home. Oh yeah. Well, I have to say Mike uh, was there every step of the way. And in fact, she did the lion's share of the research because I was still working full time and I want to take everybody back in a time machine here, back all the way to 2020. And that seems like two lifetimes ago at this point. But we are a military family. Um, so we have a military background. I was in the Army Infantry. And I, after that, I decided I want to still continue serving this nation. So after the military, back in 2011, I got out and got a, a degree in electrical engineering and chose to continue serving the nation by working for Sandia National Laboratories right mm-hmm. here in Albuquerque. And it, is an, it seemed like an absolute dream job to me. And they're so critical to our national security. And so when 2020 rolled around and after the death, death of George Floyd, not just at Sandia, but across the nation, they started pushing critical race theory and they started pushing it hard at the laboratory. So I went back and forth with them for, I think, about four months and showing my wife all of these things that have been going on at the laboratories and we were just disgusted by this ideology of critical race theory. Didn't even know what to call it at the time. And we went back and forth and finally got told, okay, you've been heard, sit down, shut up, get back to work. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, thank you for your comments. And it wasn't really a decision like, could we, should we? It was, why are they forcing us to do this? Why are they forcing our hand? We are now morally obligated to do what came next. And that was to take all that information, roll it into an hour-long video, both debunking this racist, sexist ideology and shining a light on what was happening in our national laboratories. Then we mass emailed that out to all 16,000 employees and contractors at Sandia National Laboratories. And that caused quite the firestorm. And somehow we were able to keep our job, maybe we were just careful enough, able to keep my job at Sandia National Laboratories until February of this year, where they were finally, I was already on the chopping block, finally able to fire me for refusing to disclose my vaccination status and refusing the forced medical testing and the forced disclosure of medical test results. Fast forward to, uh, I don't know, the 18th of September, and we have Joe Biden declaring. Joe Biden declaring that... The vaccination over. is over. That's yeah. right. We're and, all done. Uh, it's you know, we've got people who, people who who are enlisted, uh, people who were serving. And thank you for your service to our country uh, and to Sandia National Labs. But uh, I think you were uh, unjustly taken out of your job and be able to provide for yourself as so many Americans uh, who wanted to exercise their First Amendment and the freedom of choice. Uh, also a violation of your Fourth Amendment, search and seizure, uh, the ability to go ahead and prevent you um, from pursuing what you wanted to pursue. And uh, we've got a bunch of other things that they violate, but uh, the government doesn't care about the Constitution. The government is not the country. The government is just the company that runs the country. And so many people forget that. And you are happy to be a contractor of a contractor of the real freedom. Those are God-given rights, folks. Uh, and those are not, uh, 
things that are given to us from a piece of paper and they were just illuminated uh, to pre- preserve the very thing that is being taken away from you right now. So critical yeah. race theory, gender ideology. This is some sick stuff, Casey. That's right. And we didn't, um, after we left, we'd already been kind of planning um, what can we do to fight back in a bigger way. This is something that, you know, whether they fired us or we left, we already knew that something had fundamentally shifted in this nation. And you mentioned rights there. That's something that's so different between the two parties right now is the fact of where our rights actually come from. We know that these rights do not come from government. We grant the government rights and restrictions. It's not the other way around. The power is with the individual and we need to restore power to the individual. And we started a nonprofit organization, Freedom Families United, to fight back And we continued this fight against this ideology inside of here, our own state right here in New Mexico. You guys have been doing something very interesting. And uh, by the way, we we say yeoman's work very rarely. I I think certainly Dow did a bit of that, uh, you know, going to events or councils or following government operators around. It's kind of crazy, right? You have to do that. And, you know, Mike, I know that you do that when you go and you watch online a school board meeting for four hours. And, oh my yeah. uh, but the things that are communicated, the relationships that you guys are making, I think this is the part of the, the thing that you guys have been illuminating on your new radio show. One to 3 p.m. Saturdays, uh, Freedom Families United, Casey and Mike. And I uh, am taking aback a, a by the amount of effort. Um, but you're, it's a long slog to cover this stuff. But what are you finding in our schools? What's being taught? And education, we're 51st in the country. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. We we actually decided that we were going to send our kids back to school. So we found a conservative charter school. And even in that, the first thing I found on their website was what's called an equity council. And so that was a huge red flag. So that was one of the things that I first dug into. And the reason that's such a red flag, I just want to remind most of the listeners already know, but just a reminder that equity and equality are not nearly the same thing. Equality being equality of opportunity, equity being forced equality of forced equal outcomes enforced by a powerful central authority. And this always leads to totalitarianism when we implement this at a governmental level. So it's extremely concerning. This is being implemented at a school level and enforced on our charter schools. Nonetheless, our conservative Hillsdale affiliated charter school is forced to have an equity council based upon state law. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this well, is, comes from. Yeah. So uh, after a lawsuit a couple years ago, the New Mexico PED, the public education department was sued and a judge determined that New Mexico PED was not educating kids as it should be. I mean, go figure. Okay. It was not allocating funds equally and many groups of students were statistically worse off than others is is what they determined. And the PED determined that their answer to all of this was to focus on the stereotypical race and ethnicity of students, teachers, and administrators in New Mexico. And that's the Martinez-Yazzie case, and it led to the creation of these equity councils. Yeah. And these equity councils, they did not force them from the court level. This is the the solution created by the administration to address this problem. We'll so, talk more about this after the break. We've got Freedom Families United in the house here with Casey and Mike, and we'll check on traffic when we return. Freedom Families United, the website is? freedomfamiliesunited.com. We'll be back right after a quick break. Three minutes, two and two, right? What was that? Is that Love Connection? I think that was Love Connection. Two and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck Woolery. There we go. Back in the break.
families united in the house here with uh, Casey and Mike. And uh, 1 to 3 p.m. live, we want to call in and ask them all the things that they are setting up on because it's all about being united. We covered that on Monday about people. Coming up. There's enough division on our side, uh, Casey and Mike, and you two certainly uh, know a lot about that. And you're just jumping yep. in. And I've been sort of warning you how this all works. And, you know, it, it's really weird. I said I keep everybody at a distance because... <laughs> You know, there are no friends in politics. If you want one, get a dog um, right. or two or three or whatever. And you can call those your <laughs> friends and uh, because you're fighting for stuff. And, you know, people have a tendency to sort of throw their values way ahead of themselves and then be very judgy with each other. And there's there, there's no forgiveness, obviously. You know, people, uh, if there's sins that are committed, we're going to use them against you for the rest of your life. Like, you know, we, this is sort of the things that happen. But one of the sins that's happening is happening not to us, but to our kids. And we're working hard to protect them. And we're being demonized for doing so. And you guys are hard at work uh, in those uh, school councils. We covered critical race theory, gender ideology, but there's sort of a division. You've got equity councils, identity, equity, and transformation divisions, something called, we've got some strange things going on. And uh, we're here for an education about the types of things we might hear on Saturday from one to three. Yeah. So we were talking about how the New Mexico education department had got sued because of them not actually supplying our kids in education and their grand new solution is centered around critical race theory and these other um, ideological nonsense theories. And you talked a little bit about not making, you know, not having a lot of friends, but we have found just lately that we are making a lot of alliances with other groups that have popped up. We've got Moms for Liberty, the New Mexico Freedom Alliance, New Mexico, did you know, you know, there's a bunch of legislators and elected officials who are a little bit quieter. We're trying to give them a backbone, you know, but but they're also wanting to help get this out of our system because we are 51st in the country. And I think um, Eddie has been great in all of this fight. He was one of the first. He, he had us on immediately after blowing the whistle on Sandy National Laboratories and helped to get this message out there and spread far and wide. Rudy has been great in helping to mentor and guide us with this new nonprofit endeavor in bringing communities together. And this endeavor um, has us, uh, one of the most important things we're doing is we are building that community of freedom-loving individuals for those who do not already have that. We are meeting weekly, every single week at Los Vecinos Community Center out just right outside of town, Los Vecinos Community Center in Tejeras, and everyone listening is free to join us there. And we'd like to start meeting in town as well. We're actually looking for space and uh, things in town. So if you have any ideas with that, feel free to contact us. You can email us radio at freedomfamiliesunited.com, or you can Call us. Eddie will love this. You can call us at our new phone number. Oh, oh dude, whoa, wait, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I, we, 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 we get got it. A, <laughs> <what is> it? <laughs> the most number. important thing in the world is a phone number. That's right. Our new number. Give us a call and uh, or send us a text and we'll uh, connect you up with whatever information you need. The number is 505-405-1776. Uh -oh. uh -huh. Ah, woo! There we go. Good job. <laughs> Keeping the fight alive. 405-1776-405. I will never forget that. And then I can just boom, you know, I have every, I don't save numbers generally very much uh, into my, but when people are driving and it's radio, it's gotta be something that people can remember. That's you right. Can't, you, you almost become liable. It's like pull over on the side of the road. If you're going to take the call or place the call or something. So it's a little bit weird. So, all right. So a lot of stuff to cover uh, right there. We've also got some mental health issues uh, that uh, they seem to be trying to take advantage of. Remember, once they, uh, you know, put you in the DSM-4 or 5, whatever they want to condition you, and they start pushing pills and medicating you, your children, for anything else that, that's out there, as you both know, it is like you are marked for death going forward. Uh, it is one of those things, sort of like the pot smokers, can't buy guns. The same thing, mental health people, you know, can't 
get to a certain level because they've got strikes against them. And uh, there's a new push right now, K through 12 mental health resources. We want to know from you guys, is it good or bad? So these uh, mental health resources, this is something we're digging into. So not only refining these equity councils, and you can find out more about this at that meeting on Thursdays. We are we talk about action items, the most important ways we can fight back, specifically right now surrounding our children. And well, our phone is blowing up right now with oh, calls. Boom, so. There it is. I told you. See, <laughs> so that's it doesn't great. take nothing. Why do you think I get so many? Te- I literally oh, yeah. I look at my my text messages, and you know it's really funny as soon as I need. I got 603 text messages and I I will never get to them. No, I just want everyone to know we will call every last one of you back. Any text messages we get, we will get connected with you. And if you want to join this fight, this is what it takes. We can supply the weapons, proverbial weapons, weapons. the proverbial ammo, ammo, but we need troops <laughs> if we're going to fight this fight troops. to take. Oh, yeah, they're going to be War. quoting us all over oh, the news. There we go. War, <laughs> raw. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. awesome stuff. Well, I, I'll tell you what, uh, I think, you know, we had our whole thing and Okay, I sorry, I gotta acknowledge your shirt. You're wearing a, a Eddie Aragon for me shirt. That's pretty cool. That's uh, right. Gotta there's represent. Not, there's not many of those around, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. And uh, but it has on there fight for 505. What we've had, and I think the problem with the Republican Party has been, as you have found out very quickly, is there's a lot of fighting in the 505. But it's the in the 505 with each other with the Republican Party. Not a whole lot going on outside against Michelle Lujan Grisham. I think she sort of knows that she's got. The Republicans number, but Mark Ronchetti has got a good fight that it looks with every passing day. The more I get attacked, I feel like uh, I texted somebody today. I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm taking on some personal turmoil. They must be no, they must know we're getting close that Ron Kenny has a chance. <laughs> that's how you know you're over the target. That's yeah. right. When they start fighting against you, you got to fight for it. And that's what it's, you got to go to war. Yeah. And these, so these mental health resources, this is something that's concerning. I want to bring this up. Something is. Sure. So they are trying to push to get more mental health resources in schools. And this is something that uh, Mike brought up. Let me tell you, when it comes to research, oh, I'm so glad that we have her on our team. She is absolutely relentless and digs down and digs into these trainings and finds all the things that's there for us to find that they don't want us to find. And these mental health resources, one of those things are opening up to public comment. And it sounds like, yes, we need behavioral health resources. We need those counselors in with our children. But a very critical thing is we need to ensure that the parents are involved in every step of that process and you never allow a counselor. I don't care if it's in schools or if it's in your personal life. You do not allow a counselor alone with your child and then not learn about what was said every single word at those meetings. And we need to ensure that is written into the statute, into the rules, into the laws that parents cannot be kept out of the loop because that is exactly what they want. They want your depressed child alone with these counselors because when they come up and it comes down when it comes down to it they have to certify and sign off on all the things they agree to and abide by these standards and one of the standards that they abide by to be a counselor inside of new mexico is these different uh these different counseling statutes called new mexico board of counseling and therapy practices rules and statutes and they say you have to abide by these different things. And there's something in here that they talk about. They define it. It's called conversion therapy. Mm. And conversion therapy is um, it's something that you are not allowed to do if you are a counselor and you abide by this. And you cannot convert them from their gender ideology. Whatever they believe their gender identity is, doesn't matter if they think they, their gender is an animal. The counselor cannot do any conversion therapy. All you can do is either ignore it or affirm it. And by the way, that is a real thing. That is a thing going on with kids right now as they're taking on 
Uh, that is one of the things they can identify is they can identify as an animal. Can they not? I'm not wrong on that, right? No, you're absolutely correct. That is one of the gender identities that they're allowed. And not only that, we know of children that are identifying as animals because in one of the public schools our children were in, they had them. They were identifying as furries, and that is a gender identity. Therefore, no counselor can tell them that, oh, this is delusional, this is not healthy, or maybe you're not a girl, like maybe you just think you're a girl, maybe you just think you're a boy right now, maybe you're just confused. They cannot say that. They will be you're fired from their job. It. You're yeah. not allowed to ask questions. And you really want to turn your children loose without knowing exactly what is said in each and every one of these meetings. It is critical that little things like this that come up for public comment, that they get overwhelming public comment knowing the, the type of outrage they will cause if they cut parents off in this process. It's about parental rights, it's about the individual, and it is about the family, the smallest unit of government in this nation, and it should be the most powerful unit of government in this nation. Let me add on to that. Uh, you also don't want the counselors uh, taking a sort of a superior role to the parents in the, in the fact that they can communicate with what's known as a guardian ad litem who is very basically an attorney who works on behalf of the children and they will decide and ultimately separate. And you know what? Uh, nothing separates quicker than the devil and finding that little bit of doubt. And no, maybe little Timmy or little Johnny or, you know, Tammy, you know, was saying this and because they said this, they, the counselor got information and, you know, snuck it to the guardian ad litem. We want to get in talk and we're going to go ahead and separate the family. See, I told you he was terrible. He, I told you she was terrible. There were, and this is what, is happening right now because the government wants control of your children. I've seen that actually play out in court. And I will tell you that it is one of the most heartbreaking things because the kids never get a choice in any of this. Uh, remember these kids brains That's are right. still forming until the time they're 22, 23, 24. They're being pushed with mixed messages, technology, entertainment, and every other thing. Well, now cannabis, yeah. because now I think, uh, Public counselors at some particular point are going to be able to push CBD. Uh, and this is what's us. required for a totalitarian regime to take over, no matter what form totalitarianism takes. That is to separate the child from every single value structure there is. You separate the families, child from parent, child from churches, child from other value structures. And that's why Freedom Families United exists, is to reconnect those value structures and capture those that might have been lost those in the past. Back in three. Thanks for listening. Last segment here, the first hour, Freedom Families United here in the Kiva. I addressed uh, the departure of Edout Muska in the first segment. You get on the show notes uh, tonight. Nat's handling that uh, going forward, and we wish uh, Dow the very best of luck. And I uh, read his uh, letter, and we'll go ahead and uh, provide the link so you can continue to subscribe to Dow's uh, No Doubt About It and uh, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you get to a certain point, and you're over 50, and you're ready to, like, move forward into new endeavors. And, you know, he is, it's been a great 27-month run here at the Kiva, and we were certainly lucky to have him while we had him here in the Kiva. Started out, uh, as uh, Rudy and I talked about, it was like, oh, well, we got to figure out a way to go ahead and monetize and keep him here. And, uh, well, he uh, will continue to be here, just in a different capacity, focusing more on his uh, policy stuff. And uh, hopefully at some time in the future, we'll be able to go ahead and uh, cross paths and get him back on our air again and uh, see what other new endeavors he might be joining into. And then we've, of course, got our newest additions here, Freedom Family United. Boy, an erudite, intelligent, uh, wonderful young couple with how many kids do uh, the two of you have? 
Two kids. Two kids. And uh, uh, how old? Nine and 13. Nine-year-old boy and a 13-year-old girl. So. And, and, and fully vaxxed and masked 24-7, right? <laughs> uh, they've got... Is that what, what's, no, what's no, they're free. Oh, they're free. Oh, <laughs> without the, you know, people are getting the suicide shot, Stephen, today. I just got a text from one of my uh, favorite uh, listeners. Uh, hi, Eddie. 90 clot boosters were administered in the office next to mine today. It's hard to watch people <laughs> willingly kill themselves. That's the extinction level event. Um, uh, we certainly know that that is coming. Where are you going to be on September 24th? Are they going to crank up the 5G around the world and people are just going <laughs> to fall over? I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll be uh, we watching there. That I watched the German, boy, the, the, the announcement there. You will remember, like, oh, why, why don't, come on. These are my last three days. I told my uh, my dad we're going to hang out this weekend. I said, we're going to be tossing the old pigskin in the backyard. And says, if something seismic happens on September the 24th, I said, my daddy he says he's ready to go and i said okay we'll be ready to go with you it looks like we're all going at one time <laughs> that's right we'll be we'll, we'll be all right we'll just go all at once but yeah they are pushing it um across the country and other states are pushing this on the kids and the data obviously doesn't back it up at all as we know and the fact that some states are still pushing this on children even at the college level we see uh the policy put in place by some of these colleges that no jab no grad and wow that's right and boy so, are they are they writing that i mean this is ridiculous and you know, it, nothing says I'm intelligent, smart, informed, like uh, getting the jab the third time and boosted, uh, you know, and you, and you then can, getting COVID. Yeah. And you can get all, <laughs> you can move your tassel from one side of your hat to the other and no, 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 no. You can get all that going. Right. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't make you smarter. And, and it's, it's quite the sacrifice there. So a lot of these, a lot of these kids that really don't want it are, you know, buckling to the pressure because they are holding their degree hostage. They're, you know, one semester out. And they say, well, I guess I have to. And this is something we are re uh, fighting to return rights to the parents, rights to the family. Like we said, the family unit is the most powerful form of government. And they're not just pushing the uh, critical race theory inside of all of the all of the equity councils and throughout New Mexico education system. They are pushing this gender ideology and they're pushing it strong. They're partnering with groups like GLSEN. This is a nonprofit group that is strongly LGBTQ and pushing things like these drag queen story hours. And it's funny, as I was writing some notes here, right, just like sim saying simple, something simple as men cannot become women. And so I wrote down on the Google Doc sheet right before I came in here, just a quick reminder. Men Slow down. Say this slowly because I want, I want to make sure everybody <laughs> understands what's said. Yes, yes. This, this, is this is so this is Orwellian. Signs of the apocalypse. I typed in men can't become women and going quickly expecting autocorrect to catch me. It says can't and then it didn't automatically correct it. So I go back and click on it and it suggests can. I said, well, that's weird. So men can't become women. It says the correction should be an apostrophe before the T. And so I type in the same thing. Dogs can't become cats without the apostrophe. The correction is can't with an apostrophe. So Google Docs tries to correct men can't become women into men can become women, but if you say dogs can't become cats or any other phrase of can't become, they will correct it with an apostrophe T. So one of the woke engineers over at Google or Google themselves tried to throw a little bit more of their ideology in our way Not in this Orwellian all. future. That's I've been on the Google campus and uh, it is a cult. There's yes. no other way to describe that. And not a religious cult. It is a cult of people who believe one thing and one thing only. Whatever they are told by the almighty Google, Sergey Brin, you know, the guy who is basically hanging out in the middle of the sea for two years while he collects his money and everybody's Googling, they're laughing. <laughs> Just Google it. 
that has become a phrase and people have come out and say, just Google it, right? Yep. At least with Wiki, we said, well, Wiki's not, not true and everyone's Googling. I'm like, oh, I'll Google your radio station. Try to find it. Pretty, pretty much impossible, right? We've been reduced. I've been kicked off of YouTube been kicked off of Twitter. I'm proud to not be part of any of those apparatus. And I will tell you, I think it has uh, further uh, brought us together. It is cataclysmic, Orwellian, as you said, but cataclysmic in the sense that it's crushed us. And we've ha- tried to find new avenues, but we-, we got the best avenue overall, right? That's 48 right. years in the business, uh, Rudy, which is the spoken word, radio. That's what got Donald Trump elected in 2016. And still today, they're, they're going after Donald Trump uh, in 2022 as they bring up uh, new charges uh, on him. But we've got an important election. We're going to get past September 24th. By the skin of our teeth, Michelle Lujan Grisham is certainly hoping that the death for New Mexico comes because she's going to lose to Mark Ronchetti. And those debates, I mean, do you think I should go help Mark on his debates uh, for that? (laughs) We we, we crushed uh, Timmy Keller and uh, Gonzalez, many. Oh, yeah. Why, Manolo, why you have to do it? (laughs) So we we nailed them, right, the whole entire time. And I think, you know, it's going to be absolutely fabulous. Uh, when Mark Ronchetti shows Michelle Lujan Grisham just how bad of a governor she is. But this dystopian um, stuff that we see with being deranked in these algorithms, being canceled from these platforms, this is what our kids are up against. And these type of values-based organizations like Freedom Families United, you have to have this face-to-face community, this community that you surround your family, your children with. It is no longer an option. There was a day that you didn't necessarily need to strongly imbue values in your children. They could go out into the world and possibly pick these up along the way and fill in, fill in all the blanks. And these institutions would help them along the way. These armors, the armor and weapon of values that we send our kids out into the world with aren't necessarily required if you don't live in a war zone. But that's exactly what this has become, a war zone for our children's future, for the future of this nation. And if you need that community, you need to surround yourself with patriots, with like-minded individuals embedded in values, then I recommend you reach out to us. You can email us, radio at freedomfamiliesunited.com, or now you can give us a call, give us a text at 505-405-1776. Yeah, baby. All right. The last two minutes, I love it when Alex Jones, you say, this is the battle for 1776. Poor guy. So bad. He's actually a friend. Uh, Okay. So uh, how... Will this election change New Mexico in a minute and a half, guys? This election is truly for the heart and soul of New Mexico, probably the most important election for this state. And I cannot tell you how much easier this fight will become with Mark Mark Ronchetti as our governor. Just that alone is going to make the most massive shift in your child's life seemingly overnight. You may not know it, but your children are being bombarded with this. They are finding ways. We went to a two-day training discussing how to sneak equity and sneak critical race theory wait, into wait, schools. Wait, wait, wait. Like yeah. they're literally coaching using the word sneak, saying yes. how they can insert it. and Using uh, the words guerrilla warfare tactics wow. to indoctrinate your children without you knowing it. This was paid for by the New Mexico Public Education Department over $110,000 of your money going to a two-day training to train up 60, 60 administrators and educators to go in turn and indoctrinate your children. Mm-hmm. And Michael and I made it in there. We actually recorded the entire thing, and we're working with Project Veritas right now yes! in order to maybe Woo! get a little of that information out well, there. Well, they did that educational thing where they're doing exactly that type of guerrilla warfare. 
the oh, head yeah. of the, uh, I believe it was the Catholic school, who is a closet liberal, I believe is in Connecticut. You saw that Project Veritas oh, yeah, yeah. right there. It was disgusting. It's like, yeah, they don't know that I'm this and this, and here's what we're doing. And we don't hire a single conservative, no matter who they are. I'm like, yep. what? wait, you're a Catholic school? You're, you're, you, you have a, in a Catholic community and this isn't what you're doing. It's just absolutely crazy. Well, you should see Mexico coming up in that series. All right. Wow. You guys are very good about big things. Still waiting for Glenn Beck to uh, rattle our cage down here for more of your story. It's uh, you're always competing with national news, but this That's is right. big. <laughs> yeah. uh, but by the way, folks, uh, as a reminder, Thursday meetings are where? At Los Vecinos Community Center, and you can text us and get all the information you want, 505-405-1776. There it is, and uh, you want to make sure that uh, you are there and uh, sign up for all that. We'll be covering critical race theory, gender ideology, uh, mental health resources that they're trying to push on your Having kids. Having a ton of fun for the kids, tug of wars, really? uh, fundamental skill building, knot tying, wow. all the great stuff for the kids. This are, is you about a scout? are you an Eagle Scout too? I am an Eagle Scout. Wow, yes, look at sir. This. I Eagle Scout, my, I pulled, Army Infantryman. I pulled my kids out of Boy Scouts. No. Do you, do you blame me? No. I do not blame you. I wouldn't put my kids in Boy Scouts, but I think a lot of fundamental things that I learned from there are things that I would like to recreate in this organization. Freedom Families United, folks. Website is freedomfamiliesunited.com. There it is. All right. Back for hour two just for you right here at the ABQ. And we Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ, and at Hour two coming at you from the ABQ this afternoon. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, as well as Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. And you can go ahead and check us out on Audible as well. Thanks, Nat, for getting everything up there, up and running. And don't forget, you can download our apps at rockoftalk.tv. Rockoftalk.com for free. They're there for you and me and for all the world to see if you like. And uh, don't forget, you guys can continue to get your subscription from rockoftalk.chat, including the daily download, which will be coming tomorrow. And I want to take this time to read it a second time. I think it's uh, what bears repeating and give doubt uh, a good send off. Unfortunately, we don't have doubt any longer here in the Kiva. We will miss him. We love him. Uh, we care about him and his contributions during the last 27 months uh, here in the Kiva as he has made headlong. And we will give you a link in tonight's notes uh, where you can go ahead and subscribe to his. Uh, day, uh, I think it's called No Doubt About It, which is, I literally said that on the air. I went back and listened. Oh, my God. I just you know, literally said no doubt about it. And there it is. He registered it, got it all, all done. And, you know, you get to a, an age and a time and, you know, and then, of course, there's me. I'm really hard to deal with, as you know. Um <laughs> Who are you? Eddie? What? <laughs> Who are you? Dinah. Dinah. Uh, Dinah is here. And she, of course, is on Off the Cuff Saturday Night Live. Dinah, how are you? What's going on, girl? You've been out there doing some good stuff uh, out in Old Town this afternoon as well. And uh, really? you're going to get people fired up on Saturday night. She's live 6 to 8. Uh, Dinah will join us uh, here shortly when you hear that yowl right by, by the way. She was getting so excited on Saturday night as the show finished up. And I came in here and I'm like, her and Eric were dancing together. Seriously. And, and you, were you not dancing together in the studio? And people, what? Why are you rolling your eyes? You, you know you love that. You love Whatever. to dance. Who doesn't love to dance? Who doesn't love, Who to, doesn't dance? love to dance? What is that? What is that song? Albuquerque? What is, what is Arriba Nuevo Mexico. Arriba so, Nuevo Mexico. From huh? uh, Roberto Griego. 
and he was recently inducted in the New Mexico Music Hall of Fame, but uh-huh. it's also the state song. What, and, wait, uh, what, really? That is? Yes. Uh, and, went under what? Who? <laughs> give me the head of Alfredo Counselor. I mean, who, 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 who decided this was the state song? Vote for Salomon. He's going to make us a state. I don't know. <laughs> but there's several New Mexico songs. Uh, there's even some old ones with um, Martinez. He was, uh-huh. he was the news guy. Nelson Martinez. Nelson Martinez. Yeah, he was always uppity, huh? Oh, no, no, no. I was trying to think. I'm trying to. He did a whole entire mariachi album, and Mm -hmm. I used to know all of it. And the one I I really liked that he used to sing is uh, La Llorona. Yes. Remember, I played played that. You're going to have this guy in studio, Roberto Griego. Yes, I met him for the first time in person, and he was like, everything you could have imagined Roberto Griego, Arriba Nuevo Mexico, which which means up New Mexico. Uh, could be, your heart out. So they were singing and dancing to this. Yeah, it was awesome to wrap the week on a live broadcast evening. Oh, yeah. And the time when the Lobos, they won, too. 27-10. We're, we're, we're two and one. Right. We're flying oh, out to Vegas, to about to watch the Lobos. The Lobos. Marcos. So beautiful. This is great. Soy un nuevo mexicano y un verdadero chicano. Oh, I just love this. Yo nací en un pueblo pequeño, muy humilde, pobre y sincero. Y ahora les voy a cantar. A little pride here, huh? De mi pueblo wow. natural. Oh, I like that. The natural places. Here it is. El pueblo en que yo nací. Oh, that is so beautiful. That's going to wrap the show every week uh, with yeah, uh, totally. Dinah, right. Dinah and Erica. Uh, I don't know. Dancing least. away, yeah. Apparently. Uh, they, I don't know. Oh, it's a little bit of a party. It's Saturday night. Yeah. It's a pre-party. I'm always home before the witching hour. I don't well, like, what is the witch? Do you know exactly what I don't know. The witching it's, it's when I turn into a pumpkin. All I know is, um, <laughs> you know, when the sun sets, you should be home. It's crazy Albuquerque. Saturday night. Saturday night. 6 to 8 p.m. Pre-party. Pre-taco party, right? Well, Last week, it was the, you guys, uh, you, you, I, I sent you out there to the taco. It was, um, was that not unbelievable out there on certain course? Oh, it's like 26 miles of a oh, taco truck, God. and they're all blinking. And then there's like Dia Maria, because I'm a huge fan of Dia Maria's uh, great service. Um, she's registered with the city, takes credit cards, and gives you a little mobile thing to take oh, yeah, you yeah, far. Yeah. And, hey, you know, the she, buzzer. she's like legit, you know, yeah, I've, um, she's shown up to a lot of, um, of my block parties. And it's just uh, another reinforcement that conservatives come in all flavors, even taco trucks. Dinah, I'm uh, getting requests already. I'm, I got to ask you and you got to consider, I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna, I got to, I got to, I got to proposition Dinah here live mm, on air. Got to do it. Spot. Here we go. Got to put you on the spot. I knew this was going to happen. Please. <laughs> I considered, I considered not coming. Okay. I knew it. Please ask Dinah to do the police blotter with you on Friday. 
Mm. <laughs> I'm going to get a no. I'm going to get straight up rejection. Right. She's going to, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I anyway, would, yeah, we'll, we'll pick it up. You yeah. don't have to give me the answer till after the no, break. No, no, no. I'm just I got to read down. Uh, I got a, a dearly departed letter. I'm going to miss him. We're going to miss. We're going to see him. We're all on the same side. I know, but and he's still gonna listen to the Espa Blotter. But it's like he's not here anymore. He's right here in the corazón. Right Stop here. it! Right here, <laughs> I have him here for life. Let me see. Right here, there he is. Okay, I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> wink, wink. Don't cry. No llores, mija. No llores. None, none, zero. zero. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, still rocking. No longer talking. Uh, so we're gonna redirect you guys to do uh, listen to uh, or here or whatever however he is going to communicate and then uh, there's no way of me exactly knowing and that's all I, an open letter to the kiva community and uh, there you go. it's been a great honor to be on albuquerque's airwaves every week the sacred kiva is there anything more sacred than the kiva in this, this place every weekday for the last 27 months but nothing lasts forever and i'm no longer associated with 1600 a.m the kiva time marches on i'm quite proud of the work i did at the station meeting a lot of listeners and subscribers along the way too i thank every one of you for your support in whatever form it took the good news is I'm not going anywhere. October 15th, 1992 is my first paid day in anti-collectivism business. Couldn't even legally drink. In my 30th anniversary approaches, I intend to commit at least another three decades of fighting for human decency, freedom, and human progress. I've established no doubt about it. The Substack account, we'll share it tonight. And that makes me a multimedia machine. Last week, I started writing my column again. And this week, we'll see the return of Dowd's daily download. Email service that began in the March of 2019. For a small group of friends and coworkers, there will be more types of content to come. Please watch the space. Alex Berenson, Glenn Greenwald, others have shown how powerful the Substack platform is. Of course, we have. We adopted that, uh, believe it or not, uh, right about the same time, if not before Berenson. The technology is top-notch. People running things for not embrace silencing, canceling of content creators who woke knuckle under to the woke mob. What's at all cost? He tells you. I hope you all follow me on this journey, and we will certainly post the link uh, for that. The comments, criticism, suggestions, etc., will be essential to the success of no doubt about it. So we'll miss out. We love Dowd, and we hope to see him sometime again in the future. When our may the ride, may the road rise to meet you. Right? Is that what they say? As we play, you two going out. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Back in three, you and me in the future. Everything I wish I did, you know, give us something. Bree's dancing in there for that music. Wow. She won't join me. That is the, uh, the, oh, you're just, are you trying to get a woman to dance? <laughs> Dina Vargas. Start that live in the Kiva. What's wrong? Dina, you could, you, you good? I'm good. All right. Then. Are we embarrassing you or feel like we're no no we're good here? can you be embarrassed is there any possibility of that i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i should say either way why why wouldn't you say i don't know oh. you know less is better i don't trust this whole situation right here <laughs> why <laughs> well what's going on in here what what is the what's the what's what's you gotta, you gotta tell me what's going on i'm kidding oh, okay anyway. hello new mexico it's good to see you Thanks for having me on the show, Eddie. Rudy, it's good to see you, too. A blast being here. Always is, especially on Saturday night. Dinah, we're going to cover a lot of topics, and I totally. think it's important that uh, that we touch upon your show that has uh, recently rejuvenated back here into the Kiva, uh, and it's very good. Boy, the audience, your callers. I mean, you consistently get, like, an amazing number of callers. The callers are sort of 
not new to you because when you first started in radio with me, you started in and you got lots of callers. Remember, remember, I remember the first time we did when the bright lights shined right out here. It was very cool. We were talking about culture in New Mexico and the things that made a difference because Rudy, I think the three of us, all of us all sit here can agree is one of the things they have absolutely killed us with is by changing our culture mm -hmm. in so many ways. And I know it breaks my heart every time I see the toppling of statues and the, you know, uh, what's happened to the Catholic church. And that certainly is central. Let's not forget folks. Uh, this is the first place as uh, Dinah has pointed out and educated me the birth of the all American woman. Why did it happen here? How did it happen here? This is the first place we brought Jesus Christ, God to the new world. And it was all happening right here. And those are the very things. And it's hard to believe that we're getting away from that very thing. In fact, you know, the abortion, late-term abortions up until the day of birth and all these things that have happened. And it's decimated our culture, Dinah. Totally. Yeah. So as a native New Mexican, um, and what that means is that outside of New Mexico, I have absolutely no idea what really happens. I don't know what a Hispanic is outside of New Mexico. All I know is what it means in New Mexico. I know I come from a long line of family members. I will leave a long line of family members we were established here before the 13 colonies. We are a product of ourselves. We come from Spain, even if there's no Spain in us. Uh, we came in, in search of God, glory, and gold. The textbooks would like to, you know, to tell you, but we brought our own gold. So the all-American woman is from New Mexico. She's from New Mexico. This is what the world recognizes of the all-American woman, is that she's about to put it generically, faith, family, freedom, and as strong as she needs to be. It's the all-American woman. Been, and and she's brought in this. jurisdiction, right? She's brought in jurisdiction. So all-American woman um, has like a gold standard. So there's just certain things all-American woman should always advocate for. And, um, and that starts like within the, you know, your own home instead of advocating for the killing of other women's babies, maybe advocate for, for building a culture of life. Because people like to accuse me of being like anti-abortion. And I correct them and say, I'm not anti-abortion. I'm saying I'm pro-choice. My choice is, is life. I choose life. And then I advocate for life. And I believe in building a culture of life because that's easier. So no, I'm pro-life. I'm not anti-abortion. But if we're talking about the party of choice, then let's give women a choice. I'm about the choice, but when they talk about women's reproductive rights, they're only talking about the one thing, and that's the killing of a child. Whereas if we were talking about true choice, we would say, hey, woman, look here. You have the option to abortion from right now up until the moment you deliver you have the option of calling CareNet. You have the option of adoption, options beyond adoptions where there's even guardians. There's all of these things that have been here long established. So conservatives have always been involved in, in wanting to solve those kinds of problems in a real way instead of throwing money at it and trying to fix it. And meanwhile, we've allowed so much disrespect to happen to our state that I feel that I serve New Mexico on air because I provide a platform for New Mexico and New Mexicans to have a voice. I have the spirit of all 33 counties and 
And I got the spirit of the roadrunner. Meet me. I'll run 26 miles of bobbed wire and kick dirt in your eyes. <laughs> I love you, uh, Dinah. I think you're awesome. We've addressed that. We're going to cover a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I'm in the way of Dinah's show. Oh, here. stop it. Yeah, I'm just like, no, I do. I, I, you've got a strong voice. Uh, you can hear your resonance, your conviction. You've got a personal testimony. We're not going to do that this afternoon. Cause I don't, I don't, I'll, we'll save that for your show. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that, uh, you and I, and you know, we've lived here, we've been here all our entire life. Crime has never been like this. Right. Uh, murders, uh, like we have never seen, uh, you know, the amount of homelessness that is out there speak to crime and homelessness. And, you know, I know that both of us were from the South Valley. My mom went to Rio Grande, the Raven 74. It is, uh, you know, and of course, you know, my dad, he went to Highland. I would have gone to West Mesa. I was fortunate enough to go to St. Pius, uh, thank, thankfully. Um, and I love, I love St. Pius, but it's not as Catholic as I wish it were. Um, but crime and homelessness have decimated, I think, our city in addition to them decimating our culture. Uh, we don't protect life, whether it's before um, <laughs> the babies are come out, they're birthed uh, to... Once the babies are out there, mijito, mijita on the streets, eight, nine years old. We've had more than nine kids under the age of 17 murdered this year. Uh, we, of course, know the unsolved, uh, the ridiculous uh, West Side uh, murders, uh, as well of the, the 13 prostitutes, I believe, and various other women who were out there. Unbelievable. Uh, those have never been solved. We, of course, know um, six years ago, we're, on, we're going on six years now. Right. And, uh, Tori Martins was murdered and likely uh, uh, despite the fact that someone was barely held responsible, I should say, it's just the things that happened. Crime and homelessness is a way of life here in, in the city of Albuquerque. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when, when we look at poverty in terms of, of New Mexicans, we, uh, you know, we, you can ask a thousand different people what poverty means and they're not speaking the same poverty as everybody else because there's, certain criteria to, to being, you know, to having poverty. And it used to be said that poverty uh, influences crime and it's not the other way around. So in other words, we don't have poverty because we have crime. We have crime because we have poverty. And so what I've noticed in New Mexico is that there's always these, these play on words um, sort of like that poverty influences crime and then there's another slogan that says that we can't criminalize being homeless because they're suffering from a condition that they that they otherwise cannot help themselves. So at some point during the day, they are going to be breaking the law because they are either going to be trespassing on public property, which usually is regulated like a park, like most parks close at nine. Otherwise, you need a permit. And or if they are on private property, they're absolutely trespassing. But because these are things that nobody else talks about, nobody else knows about. You can get them uh, off the cuff Saturday Night Live, sixty-eight on this this station. I mean, just that little bit of guidance that we got there. When parks can close, the trespassing. We right. know one hundred percent of the homeless people mm-hmm. uh, they are criminal uh, because they need to criminalize uh, the community in order to survive. Right. So so then we get presented with these these very simple and 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 non-complicated explanations by media about like let's uh, if you imagine a poster child so it's going to be the ideal sort of person they go hey look this person is homeless and it could have happened to anybody he was 
upstanding and then something happened and now he's on the streets and now he has this huge criminal record. He is, you know, um, robbed grocery stores. He has robbed drug dealers. He is, he, he, you know, stealing from people, selling drugs, cursing at God, sleeping on the on the streets and just, you know, doing absolutely nothing with his life. So they create a sympathetic story and then this person trying to rise out of the situation, which is ideal for, for anybody. But the reality is that that's not really the goal of the city because we see millions of dollars being tossed to the homeless. They're taking over our parks. They There's millions of dollars going into homelessness because that's the next jobs program. So take St. Martin's, for instance, they they get a ton of federal money, city money, plus personal donations. And meanwhile, their board of directors are are very well paid. St. Um, Rusty Smith at one point was a top 10 percent of American earners. Mm-hmm. So it's profitable to have homeless people. Yeah. And it's profitable, uh, uh, profitable to say, hey, look, um, because you're homeless and now you're all hooked on drugs, we're going to give you we're going to give you clean needles and we're going to call this. We're going to call this. Um, what do you call it? Uh, harm reduction with no alternative, with no choice. We'll pick it up there with Dinah off the cuff. Live. And thank you. Thanks everybody for tuning in. The Rock of Talk. Five thirty-four here in the Kiva, hitting the post again. Rudy Grande, just uh, reading all these articles and texts and various things coming in. People love Dinah Scott. Uh, he's a big friend of the station. That dude runs thirty-six miles of barbed wire every day to help me on my yard eating the bugs off my tomatoes, bro. He likes the grasshoppers the best. Tell Dinah meat, meat. I think, uh, you know, her song, Bo Diddley, one of the things that she's on, is she's on the uh, board, I believe. Is that the, is it the board for the New Mexico uh, Music Hall of Fame? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I was uh, recently voted in uh, the New Mexico Music Hall of Fame, which is fabulous because, as you know, New Mexicans are all about music. We really are. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, growing up with, all the wonderful music. And of course, you know, you hear the music on other radio stations. I almost feel like we should play it. We could do it more without all the other stuff that's buried into it. So this is a good uh, start for us. We covered obviously homelessness and crime, um, but we need to go back to the Catholic church. And before we do so, uh, Rudy is uh, his little brains going between segments. In addition to traffic, he's just like, Hey, I got to figure out how many, and this is important, right? How many of the archbishops in the state of New Mexico since its inception? I don't know when. when when's the inception, Rudy? Uh, yeah, a little, I don't remember. Okay. No, I can tell you the first time that we had a uh, an archbishop of Santa Fe, uh-huh. 1875. Okay. So there it is, the archbishop of Santa Fe, 1875. And we've had how many Hispanic archbishops? One. One. That's very interesting, right? 1974 David. to 1993. Yeah, that would Robert be, Sanchez. And he was born, uh, born here as well. The only... Archbishop of Santa Fe that was born a native in New Mexico. He's born in, in uh, Socorro. Dinah is a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. Uh, Dinah attends church, not at the Catholic church. No, and not- there's a good reasons. There's many good reasons why. Um, and uh, you have a you have a great church that you go to. In fact, you brought the pastor here. He's written books. Absolutely. My gosh, he is very conservative and. 
a, a great joy to be around. In fact, we might have him on a little bit more frequently, uh, maybe on Sunday mornings. But tell me why you don't attend Catholic Church. Where's the Catholic Church gone? Uh, well, it's it's uh, sort of like the Democratic Party. I didn't leave the Democratic Party. It left me. So, you know, I feel that um, it's really important that people attend a church that you can question and open Bibles. Because at the end of the day, what, you know, what the promise is, is that we believe in Scripture. So in order to believe in Scripture, you have to know what it says. Otherwise, you could hear something sounds like the blue, uh, beautiful truth, but then you don't quite know if it does. It just sounds like scripture because you've never read scripture. I've never read the Bible. Uh, this is the first year I'm ever reading the Bible in my life because I went to a church, well, forever that didn't open Bibles. You're incredibly humble and incredibly honest. And uh, as one texter just wrote in, and I happen to agree with uh, this very thing. I'm glad you're back here, Dinah, by the way. Dinah's a remedy to the Orwellian Newspeak. 1984. Uh, Casey and Mike uh, talked about it during the first hour of 1984. We've got Google retyping things all over again. Mm -hmm. You know, if things don't process for you, and we got into, you know, transgender, male, female, mm -hmm. we see our children being sexualized. That's one of the topics that you tackle on Off the Cuff Saturday Night Live uh, in the ABQ here in 1600. Yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, again, I feel like, like there's there's an absence of what we are willing to see for our own eyes. Like we almost uh, don't have to even read or hear any of these things. All we have to do is look around. Yeah. COVID kind of brought that back. Parents were able to get a glimpse inside the, the classrooms. And, you know, it's a no wonder New Mexico is, a, you know, dead last. We used to say, thank God for Mississippi. Thank God for Mississippi. Can't say that anymore. Mississippi saying, thank God for New Mexico. And the rest of the world wow. saying, what's in New Mexico? Right. What's in New Mexico? And they go, where are you from? I go, Albuquerque. And they go, you mean Albuquerque? Go, no, Albuquerque. You mean Albuquerque? And I go, okay, Albuquerque. Oh, you mean Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Yes, that's where I'm from. Wow. I'm from the land of enchantment. I was born in New Mexico, New Mexican. And like, um, I feel like I just keep on winning. We have allowed ourselves to get redefined by other people. Oh, we, yeah. we redefine who we are. Mm. And that's what we have to do going forward because we've lost our definition, you know, as we were sort of talking about these various things. And, and as you can hear, you know, the stuff really edgy, you know, uh, really um, echoes uh, mm -hmm. when, when Dinah starts talking about this. But you talked about the classrooms and education, 51st. Right. It's all the stuff coming out, new commercial, Michelle Lujan Grisham, she's beating her chest that, you know, we're, we're, we're in fact, the Republican Party itself just sent out something just now. And it is disappointing because the Republican Party is, is addressing this very thing that we all need to be paying attention to. This uh, came out from Mike Curtis. He is the uh, PR person. It says, the radio spot released in Spanish by the American Federation of Teachers and Latino Victory Fund is an absolute falsehood. Lujan Grisham has consistently failed our student school in our state and the record proves it. Mexico is dead last in the nation in education. The latest test scores released this month by the governor's public education department revealed that 75% of our children are not proficient in math and 66% are not proficient in reading, writing, and science. You know, these are the numbers that are really impacting us. We see this so often. We see our children neglected, abused, mm -hmm. and uh, sort of uh, marginalized. And this has become generational uh, now. And yet we have a governor who's uh, taking credit for, um, uh, in a positive way, despite it being negative, we are 51st in the nation in education. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, all of these are, again, symptoms of of a maintaining structure. So often when we deal with crime and homelessness and drugs and all of these things, 
Um, they're sort of the same. Uh, they, they, they're connected to one another in all of these distresses. But at the end of the day, they're really just symptoms of, of strongholds. And then we have things that maintain that structure, the maintaining structure, for instance, um, why is it that New Mexico likes failing education? We have to ask, like, who, uh, like who has the buy-in for that? Okay. Because it really does benefit New Mexico to have, uh, to use education against its own people. Okay. Enslavement, teach them how to uh, tell them what to do instead of them how to think. The only thing they know about choice is that there's one option like that. You know, like if we're going to talk about choice, let there be options, but they continue to use people's education against them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meaning that they're always going to outsmart you, but they don't outsmart you because we know who they are. But then New Mexicans are sometimes loyal to a fault. I've been there loyal to a fault. And sometimes still, because I'm like, well, you know, just going to vote for them because I said I would, you know, or sometimes there's people that are voting for somebody year after year because their grandfather met them like a thousand years ago and thinks they're friends, but doesn't even have their phone number. Why does New Mexico always, uh, New Mexicans, I should say, always, uh, you know, I would like to say hard-headed, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about that all the time. We're walking around, we have all the answers, you can't right. tell me what to do, and yet they're insistent as if they have the facts, and they'll tell you convincingly, mm-hmm. it's a New Mexican thing, as if that that's the truth, and they believe it, and if you argue with them, they just even press even harder. We right. see this. I don't know what 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 quality this is in other people anywhere else, but but in New Mexico, they're committed to whatever that is. You've seen it. I've seen it. We grew up with it. Blind eyes. You know, that that's uh, that's a generational curse uh, for New Mexico is that we continue to to be loyal to a fault when we know that every time we vote for certain things or certain people, nothing gets done. But we still do it because it's like sometimes, well, at least we got somebody. At least it's one of ours. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything. But then again, nobody is. But at least it's one of ours. Like you know, Ben Ray, you know, I don't have anything against him personally. I, uh, what I have issue with is like, how is New Mexico going to have the, the second highest ranking office happens to be Latino. He's a number one Latino in the nation as, as Pelosi's assistant speaker or whatever. How is it that, that nobody knows who New Mexico is? He's just basically, uh, right. I don't know, a handbag for her. That's not, there's nothing else you can say. Right. An order taker. Uh, so someone like, who's just, hey, you know what? Just mm-hmm. have him uh, take care of it. And he was doing that as head of the DCCC. And then he moved on uh, to become our senator. Hard to believe that a Lujan beat a Ron Ketty, uh during that time, because in my opinion, he was far superior uh, to Ben Ray Lujan. Uh, will a Lujan beat Ron Ketty again? That's up to you folks out there to decide that. But you just threw something out there. And it's mm-hmm. something that bothers me. I know it bothers you. Uh, but we are definitely cursed here in Albuquerque. How do we break the curse? How do we speak about it? How do we talk about it? I think sometimes some some people, certain people use it interchangeably with like enchantment, which I hate because I love the word enchantment. Mm-hmm. The E is so powerful, right? Like, yes, it's enchanting. It's something mm-hmm. you can't, but there is something that sort of uh, is like a, a stronger than gravity. It keeps us down. Right. Absolutely. So like New Mexico is just very unique. And, you know, even our our state, our state's nickname, the land of enchantment, that's stuck. That's not like something that's been attached Mm -hmm. to New Mexico in legislation forever. It was only up until recently, but they try to name New Mexico everything. And New Mexico said, no, she liked enchantment. Like, like I feel like New Mexico is like, you know, like it's a homeland. It was established before the 13 colonies. 
It's very unique. It has Spanish conquest. It was like yep. concrete and steel. Yep. It was violent. It was violence yep. everywhere on both sides, all this stuff. And then there's today and there's abortion and it's it's all perverted and convoluted. And they're they're pitting New Mexicans against our Native uh, American brothers and sisters with the Entrada and all of this kind of stuff. You Unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. You know that this is a controlled... Mm. And trying to bring our entire state down. More on that when we return. Off the cuff, Saturday Night Live with Dinah Vargas. We'll be back. Last segment here, hour two, just for you. And with that, we dive back into the Rock We get job on traffic and weather. We got a little weather too. We got the stoplight. Dana Vargas. Uh, she actually ran for state rep, folks. She, uh, yeah, she put her name on the ballot, put her stuff out there. She fights. She fights hard. She fights. She just likes to. We. That's who we are. That's what we do. We just like to fight in the five hundred five. And uh, she's fighting for a lot of things. And I'm going to let her go. I'm going to let her take this this entire segment by herself on her own because Uh-oh. she does a whole two hours by herself. Why am I standing in the way? Dinah, you want to hit a bunch of topics. Uh, let's just go ahead. And the clock starts now. 10 minutes and go. All right. So basically what we have here in New Mexico is what I'm calling shrinking concepts. They want to shrink everything, make everything insignificant. We're going to shrink the family and we're going to shrink the individual. And then we're going to make up what it means for a whole bunch of different things that have, has never been us. So Off the Cuff ABQ was created in the fallout of 2020. When I lost the election and I was the only one that got up to go to work every single day during COVID, I was determined to win. I experienced the most amount of growth ever in such a small period of time. I had this desire in my heart to serve the great state of New Mexico. And my first order of business was I asked myself, what is it that a legislator does? What do they do? And once I understood what they did, I went out, I campaigned, I worked harder, I raised more money, I had cooler stuff, I had cooler people, uh, and, you know, they were all in the spirit of of winning for 2020, winning for New Mexico, because my sign read, Dinah Vargas for New Mexico. So in that fallout, when absolutely nothing was going to change the outcome, and yet again, the same representative won and now it's a it's now 47 years that it it has been in district 10 that's only had two representatives my whole entire life there has only been but two representatives and in that fallout of 2020 i didn't know if i was going to burn down the house or build crosses from the wood i even wanted to fly to africa to be a lion king and so i had my short lived radio I guess skit, I don't know what you want to call it, right here in the Kiva. And I remember thinking that I was fascinated by radio because I was pre-recorded at the time. And what happens inside the recording booth sounded completely different inside the car because that's where I listened to the show uh, before I was live. And then it became very intimate with New Mexico. And then I wanted to, to invoke the spirit of like all 33 counties and have a platform. My vision is to have a platform for everyday New Mexicans to either have a 
platform to be on to highlight all of the wonderful things that we do or issues that we're having or to highlight the fact that there is an over uh, move against Hispanic New Mexicans by trying to decolonize us, remove our statues, remove our existence from history, like I said, creating unrest against Hispanics and Native Americans uh, posted at the Pueblo where there was peace before. Intentionally, they tore down statues in Santa Fe and and were successful and were successful. They were tearing uh, statues down from a museum, from a, a museum. Nobody doubts that there was blood. Nobody thinks that Don Diego and Second Conquest came bloodlessly, but he came in the spirit of peace. He brought over the 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 oldest known Madonna, the first Mary, La, La Señora de Conquistadora. Her mission was to conquer the hearts of men in the spirit of peace. And that's what I know of Spanish conquest, along with everything else, but grateful for Spanish conquest because of that, like concrete and steel colliding. And what we see today is New Mexico culture history, tradition, heritage, and and by New Mexican standard. I didn't say Hispanic standard. I said New Mexican span, standard. That comes in a variety of flavors. Uh, and that just means you were born here and you have the spirit of New Mexico. And no matter what anybody does, they can't beat it out, out of your ass. You'll always be a New Mexican. Always. I mean, what the hell is the Southwest? There's only New Mexico. This is how I feel. But the family is under attack. The father is under attack. Schools are under attack. They want your children sooner and sooner. These are stories, everyday stories right here in New Mexico. But beyond that, Off the Cuff also brings about compelling guests. So I'm hoping to have Roberto Griego in this Saturday. Wow. Yeah, totally. And Roberto, what a great, right. very masculine name. Right. What is your name? Artist. I'm going to have uh, Mesa Del Sol School in regarding nice. their event. All right. Yeah. So, and uh, you've got some connections over there. That's so important yeah, uh, the, to be connected to what's going on in the community and the educational system, Dinah. Totally. You're involved. You're so involved. And I love you for that. And thank, thank you. you for caring. And the people of New Mexico and the people of Kiva also thank you for caring. Thank you. Uh, hi, Eddie. I'll miss Dowd. But I really miss Langston. Langston's great. I saw I saw Langston. I think I told you that, right, Rudy? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Langston's kicking butt. He's doing good out hanging out in Dallas. We want everybody to keep. See, so there's two ways to look at it. Everything is a zero-sum game. My win is your loss. Mm-hmm. And like, I have never looked at things like that because I lived in other places. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like. Can we teach Albuquerque? Can we teach New Mexico to be no longer a zero-sum game? So, like, I'm a win. Look, I'm better than you. And look, everyone loses. Instead of, hey, let's grow the pie. Let's keep getting bigger. Let's mm-hmm. keep getting stronger. Let's keep getting happier. Let's keep getting more. And if you, live in, if you live in a mm-hmm. land of abundance, right, the rising tide, what, uh, Rudy? It raises, raises all, all ships. ships. Mm-hmm. And uh, people need to remember that. So that's oh, yeah. Really int- and I think we've been trying to raise that tide for some time. You know, we ran an impeccable, perfect campaign uh, last year for mayor. And that was a lot of fun. And I think what we did during that time was um, spilled over for those people who wanted to capture it and hug it and love it and keep it growing. And then for everybody else was like, no, we believe in death. We believe in the horribleness that uh, we all think that we are, what, what we can be. And Michelle Lujan Grisham, that's what she's selling. And folks, I got to tell you, we got to move away from that. We got to move more towards life. We got to move more towards reestablishing our culture, the things that we believe in, the things that we love. The Catholic Church needs to be Oh, wow. The Catholic again? Hard to believe we're saying that, uh, Rudy. 
but it does. I know you attend church practically daily. You say the rosary every single morning. You lost your dad. You know he's in heaven. You have a confirmed belief in that. And, uh, you know, uh, we need that faith once again. And uh, it's something that I think Dinah is going to be bringing to wrap the airwaves on a Saturday night. So that's going to be good. I've uh, never heard the term decolonize. Can you elaborate on that, Dinah? So basically colonization, you know, it's considered that the Spaniards came here and colonized. And so often when you see a lot of these social justice warriors and they're talking about decolonization, they like to, because again, our education is used against us and not everybody knows um, New Mexico history. Nobody has the time to teach your grandchildren um, New Mexico history when you're raising them because both parents are in jail or on drugs or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're losing everything. And so as a result, decolonization um, sometimes is like synonymous for like the white man or the Mm -hmm. white privilege. Uh, They try to use it uh, interchangeably, but really what it means is to decolonize the definition of that according to the smartphone, because that's what we all use. I'm going based off of that is to remove those who invaded back to their homeland. And like I keep saying, I get, you know, there ain't no Spain left in me. I'm an American and I could prove it. I was born in my homeland. And I could absolutely prove it that I was born in the great state of New Mexico. We well, got to make it to 250 years. Totally. This great country. You see the flags hanging behind Dinah. We, of course, uh, we, we got the colors of New Mexico, which are, of course, yes. the colors of Spain. But that's where it stops. We're America first in here. Absolutely. Always have been, always will be. And we got to reestablish those values. Oh, my dad is going to Legacy tonight. Oh, Rudy, isn't that cool? That's awesome. He's going to, my dad's, a, you know, lifelong Catholic. You know, my parents are lifelong Catholics. And, you know, the Catholic Church has, has left us. Thank you. Uh, my parents for doing that. Uh, Deed colonized with Democrat communism. Exactly. Boy, mm-hmm. you and I jumped uh, jumped that Democrat ship. Did we not, uh, Dinah? I was the youngest member ever of the Democratic Central Committee. I work with the likes of, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. No, I, uh, Bill, I mean, I can tell you everything that right. I need to I, And I keep trying to get Republicans. Please listen to me. This is how they operate. You have mm-hmm. to, this is how you beat them. This is what we do. Like, if you guys all follow what I told you to do, you guys would win every single right. election. Because I know how they... They play for keeps all day, all night long, and we can beat them. Uh, Lucy, your friend, she's my friend as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lucy. She gave me a black cross, and you, of course, know all the stuff that uh, she, this wonder. I went to their church, the church of, I think it's, uh, is it St. Peter and St. Joseph and, and St. Joseph and Mary, and it is a traditional pre-Vatican II church, right. which mm-hmm. didn't Pope Francis just recently come out and say, no, no, we don't want any of that church. Right. It's the most beautiful service you will ever see. The priest has his back to you. A lot of the things are written in Latin, and it is a ceremony and a ceremony for God and for Jesus, and I just absolutely love that. There is a deep church, sad to say, if the bishops would stand up, the battle would be ours, but we must fight for faith like the conquistadors did. See, that's what like. Stupid is a stupid votes. Love that. Uh, Frank. Thank you, Frank. I read my readings of the Catholic Church from a Bible. In fact, I'm on my way to Bible study as a Catholic church, and I know so many of you want to preserve that and want to keep that. But, you know, the sad, sad tale of it is the Catholic Church has let us down. And uh, and they hurt us. They harm us. Absolutely do. Dinah, Saturday nights, Saturday Night Live in the Kivo, Off the Cup Radio. We'll see you then, Hour 3, you and me in five. Dive back into the Rock of Fire. in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I'm Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, I have, I, I, 
you know how long I've been doing this radio show, Rudy? Are you? Are you? Can you guess? Do you have many? Do you know how many years now? Twelve. No. What? Oh, this show. Well. Yeah, because I remember. Didn't you take over the station in 2010? 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah. Then this show, I would say, since uh, 14. So that's eight years. Seven years. I just, I just, I just figured it out. It's, uh, it'll be eight years next month, but seven years, 11 months. Wow. So, yeah. I was like, whoa, we did that first three years, you know, sucking it out, doing what we, what, what we can. And then I started doing this four to five, four to six, you know, and just constantly trying to get it done. And then, then here we are, here we, here we are. We've had, you know, Dowd, uh, we've had, uh, Langston, um, you've been here. Um, and we love all the people who've come through the radio station, uh, for that period of time. And it's been good. And Yep, I've been right here, growing up right in front of you. Uh, nearly, uh, <laughs> you're going to be where tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow I should be at Taco Tote. Taco Tote, yep. there it is. Uh, you've got calendars, right? Calendarios and some bumper stickers. And bumper for the stickers, Rock of Talk. and we've got pens. Uh, a few, a few lucky, lucky people who saved you right. to know to do that. So go get your calendars. I've got uh, literally a thousand plus calendars. Those people who should have already received them, but if not, you've got the. Uh, uh, Taco Tote, I've received a few of them back. Got to resend those out. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, this, po- I, this postage is crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's expensive to send this stuff out. But uh, nonetheless, it's uh, more expensive to support me, I guess, in one form or another uh, than, than, than that uh, and support this radio station that has been anti-COVID, anti-governor, anti-Democrat, and anti-anti. But really, we've just been pro-freedom, pro-liberty, and, of course, pro-New Mexico, I think, right from the very beginning. So... I think I found you, Eddie, because of Coast to Coast. Yep, we're still carrying Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast has been on the air now more than 10 years. My fourth pickup, I believe. Um, Sean Hannity came about a year after, after we had all that stuff. So it's been a long, you know, sort of run here for radio, which has been a lot of fun. And that's what we do here. So don't forget, Nat is doing the... um, Rock of talk. Chat going forward. She'll have the show notes. She's on it now. She's doing that. So she'll be cranking that stuff out. And uh, we've got everything in place. You got Casey and Mike. And uh, you just heard Dinah and then uh, Nat and Jay Bird and the stuff that they do live 150 at 168 hours a week live. Rudy, be on your way, buddy. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. at Taco Tote. I look forward to it. All right. Uh, get that throat. I got some lozenges over there. Boy. How embarrassing to be this old because that's what happens. Sometimes you just fall into a coffin. You <laughs> You're say, fine. I'm talking Don't worry. it down. I'm talking it down, and it just won't stop. Yeah, uh, you just did. You, you just you work. You work through. You work through the ebbs and the flows. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. If you want to go ahead and uh, maybe uh, say a few words this afternoon, I'm happy to go ahead and uh, hear from you if you if you like if you choose. Uh, let me forward the phones, and uh, those are there. We've got a lot of news today. It was a heavy news day. Focused on a lot of what's going on overall, but like it's news, news, news. And I think what we're going to do with the six o'clock hour going forward, we're going to skip the news uh, for our six o'clock hour. We're going to go straight into nothing but news for an hour straight uh, going in. And I think that that's going to be exciting because a lot of people, you know, six o'clock news, six o'clock news, 11, 11 o'clock news, London, you know, 10 o'clock news here, six and 10, six and 10, they have five and 10. Um, you know, people want to go ahead and get a download of what's happening on the day. And I think why not get it from a conservative bent to what's actually happening? So we're going to, you know, deal with a lot of news that's out there hanging out on the wire, what's happening, what the world is talking about. And then of course, what's making news. I'll give you some data downloads so you guys can go ahead and, you know, know where we're at in the numbers. And of course, there you go to kick things off. Exactly what I told you. The three-quarter point interest rate uh, happened, folks, and it happened today. And it's not good. 
Um, immediately there's a response. A lot of that stuff is already built in into your mortgage rate. So you don't have to worry about it there, but you know, this is huge, um, because that's three consecutive three quarter point rate hikes. Yeah. Count it for the year to the point. First time they did it, it was 225 plus 225. That puts us at 4.5 for the year. Numbers are now North of six and a half, seven percent federal reserve rate benchmark interest rates by another three quarters and indicated it will keep hiking well above the current level. We're going to be in a serious situation if this were to continue. I do believe that, I do believe, I want, I'm wishing, is hopeful. Am I being too think? Yeah, I think I might just being too, too, too hopeful at this point because I forecasted the beginning of the third quarter when I thought that they would probably start to subside. We're going to be looking at probably interest rates in the eight, eight and a half at this rate two months from now. Central Bank has been looking to bring down inflation. Fed officials signaled the intention of continuing to hike until the funds hits a terminal rate or endpoint of 4.6 in 2023. That implies a quarter point rate rise next year, but no decreases. These are the highest levels for inflation since the 1980s. We went over that, covered 40, 40, 40 years. They're trying to get the uh, Fed funds rate to a certain time where it's going to be reducing the inflation. Stocks now. As the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down slightly today. See, a lot of that stuff is sort of already baked in. What are we going to do? How are people going to operate when things are more expensive? Pay those credit card down. Pay off whatever you have or sell it, right? Because it's going to cost you more than you originally thought because the money is no longer for everyone sitting on free money. You bought a house over the last uh, three and a half years. It's, a, it's free money. It's house money. Now it's no longer. You're paying back into it. People are starting to invest in CDs and various other instruments because they're not sure where to tuck their money in. Why not talk to one of our three advisors that are on? You got Michael Trujillo, you got Greg Sinetti. I mean, you have Tom Crowe. These people have been on the radio station. Talk to them, pick up the phone. Hey, what do I do? Look, what is this interest rate doing to me? Where should I invest? What should, where should I place my money? You've built this nest over the last uh, free time from 2008 when Obama came in until now. That's 14 years. Two cycles, skip. The law of the sevens, for those of you who ever follow this stuff, you have uh, Harbinger, right? You ever heard... Uh, can't his name is escaping jonathan khan right the harbinger i mean he was the law of the sevens law of the sevens people it's like law of the sevens arise and fall that was a seven seven years seven years seven years right the trend that did not hold up for the entirety not one interest rate hike not a one for president barack obama Chairman of the board, chairman of the fed chairman chairman said my main message has not changed since jackson hole the FOMC is strongly resolved to bring inflation down to 2% and we'll keep it until the job is done. 2%. How long is that going to take? What? Joe Biden thinks we're already here. We're past COVID. There is no recession. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're low doing 2%. Why do these guys keep raising the Fed rates? They must not like me. It's not like George Bush. Along with the massive rate increases, Fed officials signal the intention of continuing to hike until the Fed's level hits a terminal rate or endpoint of 4.6%. I repeat, in 2023, in their quarterly updates of estimates, they write for rates and economic data officials coalesce around expectations for the unemployment rate to rise to 5% by next year from its current 3.7%. It's already baked in. You know, Michelle Lujan Grisham is going to increase the unemployment rate. You know, it's going to get worse. By the way, and I want you to follow this. This is exactly what happened in 2008. It's going to happen again in 2023. The economic calamity that hits 
everywhere else in this country is not going to hit us quite as hard. Michelle Lujan Grisham, if she were to get reelected, please, God, please, God, let something happen. Notice I didn't finish that sentence. Let something happen. And you know what I want to say after that. So that she does not get reelected. Okay. Like she has everybody on her side. She's got the libertarians on her side and Karen Bedoni. Smashing coconuts on her way. Oh, I just love it so much. This will give me something to do. I can have somebody. I need an enemy. And Michelle Lujan Grisha, I get to campaign and, you know, eat on the road by driving 180,000 miles when I really only drive 40. There's only so many ho-hos, hostess, Twinkies, and ding-dongs you can have, right? Well, maybe not. Not for the, not for the Bedoni clan that's running out there making sure that Mark Ronchetti doesn't win. Ridiculous. And mark my words, she, if she is reelected, she's going to say, look, all the rest of the states are suffering and our fairy godmother, Michelle Lujan Grisham, is bestowing good guidance and wonderful money and huge windfalls of government money going forward. You should feel good. And then what's going to happen is New Mexico, inevitably, because of its exposure to the government, so much, right, 36%, some estimates as high as 50 you know, when we were talking about it earlier, like the number of federal government jobs, contractors, if you max that in, you're above that north of 40. It's kind of crazy. You look at that and you say to yourself, oh my gosh, things are pretty good here, aren't they? Aren't they? No, they're not. Because our downturn will happen in 24, 25, 26. In fact, it's going to hit New Mexico hard in 25, 26. And again, we're going to be trailing. And let's see if we learn our lesson like we didn't learn the last time and say, hey, we want to participate in the big gains and the grow back and the fighting back. And I'm wishing, I'm not saying this is definitely going to happen, but will we be able to make it back? Or are we still going to be ruled by Democrats? Our saving grace is, you know, CN, 100. There's no way. There's no way. This is why I believe that New Mexico is going to turn around. There's no way New Mexico is going to allow itself to continue to be Democrat for 100 years. It's like we have to get slammed in the face with every ailment that happens. We're, we're last in everything and still we're so so and so we don't even know how bad things are because we're protected from our own decisions because we got the government cheese and the Democrats running it and doling it out just in time. A just in time aspect that they constantly run. And then you believe everything they say because you're illiterate. But that's not our audience. That's most of the other audiences that are out there watching the mainstream news when you're still going to be blaming Donald Trump. And meanwhile, Donald Trump is doing everything he possibly can to sort of stay above water. It's tough for him. It's really bad. Okay. How bad is it? Well, uh, the state of New York is going after him. They're suing him for $250 million. Well, no, don't pay attention to three-quarter interest rates multiplied three times and the fact that uh, we have a failing economy and a failure as a president. And, you know, we've got all these woke politics and we're uh, rewriting the history books and, you know, we're, we're, we're changing everything to woke understandings. And women are comp- men are competing in women's sports. And, you know, we've got, we're going to go ahead and legalize drugs across. Like, they don't care about that. Nope, nope, nope. We care about Donald Trump. New York suing Donald Trump and his family members now. I told you once they start going after the family, it is absolute war. A 220-page civil suit. Like, you can't make this stuff up. $250 million in penalties for what? The man didn't take a single, not a dollar, not a one. 16, sorry. 16 dollars. 
to be president of the United States and then get sued for $250 million. Why? Why do they want $250 million in damages? Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump, from serving as an officer of a company in New York. We want to make sure that none of them ever become head of a company again. This is how much we hate Donald Trump. They want to prohibit the Trump companies named in the suit from doing business in New York State. They want to end their business, bankrupt them forever. This is absolutely, at this point, a totalitarian state in New York. This is how scared they are. Letitia James, the only reason she ran was to do exactly what she's doing right now, which is this suit. She asked federal prosecutors in Manhattan and the IRS to investigate Trump for possible federal crimes. Okay. Yeah, let's stick the IRS on him. Yep. You think that nothing matters? Watch what happens if the Democrats keep the House and the Senate. You don't think they're going to hire those 87,000 IRS agents. Oh, we're going to send them after you. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Meanwhile, no one's going to have any money. The economy isn't growing. You're just going to have people just... Pfft. Here, you want this? What, what's it worth to you? Well, you don't even know what to do with it. You're going to need me to go ahead and pay you the next time to go ahead and do this other thing that you want to do to somebody else. And pretty soon, the IRS is going to be bankrupt. It's not going to be able to fund itself. Well, we allocated this $350 billion for it and nearly $80 billion for these 87,000 IRS agents. Letitia said that evidence obtained during her three-year civil probe of Trump indicated possible crimes of bank fraud and making false statements to find out blah, blah, blah. Let me just run out there and say all these things that Donald Trump did and just have people believe them and put them up because CNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS will all print this garbage up all day long. Man hasn't done anything wrong. When it didn't work and they didn't find anything, they're going to continue and continue again. This is what happens when you have somebody who's an enemy of the state. It's the Uniparty, folks. Where are the Republicans running to Donald Trump's aid and protection? Oh, you know what? We'll let them take out Donald Trump. I'm fine. I'm, no, I'm a never-Trumper anyway. Well, what's going to happen? They'll eventually get to them. Just not now. You don't fight for Donald Trump hard enough for us to leave. We'll just leave you alone for now. Letitia said Trump massively overstated the values of his assets in his statements to banks, insurance companies, and IRS to obtain more favorable loan. How do you overstate the value when you're trying to get a current market value of whatever you're trying to evaluate, are you gonna, do you think the government knows what things are truly valued at? What are they dealing with actuaries now? They have their own internal numbers. If you look at them when they do a property tax, they never know what a property is worth. How many times have we seen a property tax collector out there who had to get something valued second, third, fourth time because it's never close enough? And they started doing that just five years ago here in Albuquerque. Trump falsely inflated his net worth by billions of dollars. What good would that have done him? Wouldn't it have just made him go ahead and pay more in taxes to the United States of America? I think so. She announced she will seek to bar Trump and his company from acquiring any New York real estate for five years. This is not America. The number of grossly inflated asset values is staggering, affecting if not all the real estate holdings in any given year. Do you, are you so stupid? Does to understand that by overinflating the, the asset values is just going to make those worth more money and you tax him even more? 200 false and misleading valuations of assets. This is impossible to prove, but that's not going to stop them. Stupid never stops. Top to bottom, they'll keep going after. And there's like, no, it must be. We're going, to prove, we're going to keep at it until we actually prove that it actually has happened. That's the sad part about it. Confirmation bias. We've talked about it how many times before. When you finally get the thing that you're looking for, when you set out, my hypothesis is I'm, I'm here to prove that this 
this paper that I flow into that, that I fold into a paper airplane can launch into orbit into outer space. And then you're going to keep finding every way to go ahead and get that paper in outer space. And finally, you'll have gotten everything up into outer space. And finally, it rides into outer space. And you say, you know, I told you it was going to go into outer space. That's about how believable that is. I wouldn't believe any single thing that the state of New York and the governor, Kathy Hochul, who likely might lose. And I think there's more on the line now because I don't think anybody really finds this very, I don't know, appetizing to watch the government go after a man who represented this country so well and did such a good job. They could do it to him. They couldn't do it to anybody. Meanwhile, nothing to see here, nothing to see over here with the Fed interest rates, nothing to see with Donald Trump. Uh, meanwhile, we're on the brink of World War Three. Am I saying that? I can't even believe that's coming out of my mouth. I didn't realize I'd be at this point in history where I might be on a mic in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in a place where the nuclear weapons were first launched about 150 miles as the crow flies right from where I'm standing right now. By the way, first weekend in, in October, White Sands is open. First weekend in April, first Saturday in April, first Saturday in October. You can go down there. I'll be headed down there. You can go, you can go to the original site, Trinity. And we are there. Not a bluff. This should have shook everybody. News came out about this morning, about 4 a.m., listening to the radio. And it's like, what, wait, am I hearing that correct? Putin, Putin's mobilizing 300,000 300, troops, reservists. Wait, wait, wait uh, you don't, uh, I'm not going to finish the sentence, but you don't do this unless you are willing to follow through. In a national address that was televised Wednesday morning, right? Wednesday morning, do the math, about 12, 11, midnight. Putin warned that he would use all the means available to protect Russia's territory in what appeared to be a veiled reference to the country's nuclear arsenal. He came out live on air and addressed the nation, folks. This is what, it, this is what World War III might sound like. Take a look. в полной мере адекватно угрозам, с которыми мы сталкиваемся. А именно для защиты нашей Родины, ее суверенитета и территориальной целостности, для обеспечения безопасности нашего народа и людей на освобожденных территориях, считаю необходимым поддержать предложение Министерства обороны и Генерального штаба о проведении в Российской Федерации частичной мобилизации. Повторю, речь идет именно о частичной мобилизации. То есть призыву на военную службу будут подлежать только граждане, которые в настоящий момент состоят в запасе. И прежде всего те, кто проходил службу в рядах вооруженных сил, имеет определенные военно-учетные специальности. British Foreign Minister Gillen Keegan told Sky News that Putin's threats should be taken very seriously because they represent an escalation that we haven't seen before. It's chilling. It's a serious threat, but one that has been made before. 
Total number of Russian reservists to be called up is as high as 300,000, as he just mentioned. In the first mobilization since World War II, and it comes amid humiliating battlefield losses for the Kremlin's forces in recent weeks. It will not be humiliated. That's where we are right now. In the midst of all the rest of these things, and I, I tell you, it just occurred to me, they want these types of things. What, what could be the greatest distraction for the midterm elections in which the Republicans... I know, isn't that ultimately very cynical to think that they might use that and poke the bear and get something like that? And I almost feel as if, yes, we need to go take a picture of the nuclear weapon going off in a sparsely populated part of Ukraine so that we could go ahead and exude upon all the rest of the populations around the world what the totalitarian governments that have all bought into this nonsense to create a great reset. You'll be masked, you'll be vaxxed, you'll be camped. And they're coming for the people who love freedom, independence, and individuality first. And if you don't fall in line, this might be the type of thing that could get people through social media, through the regular broadcast mediums, if it's a part of the corporate broadcasting networks that are going to be peddling this stuff and telling you, don't you know, you need to do what's good for you, what's good for the country, for America, for freedom, forever. Like you could just hear them and you're like, well, yeah, that, that sounds right. I'm going to go ahead and do that because everything they told me during COVID or everything they told me about Donald Trump or everything they, they told me during Barack Obama, everything they've ever told me about 9-11, like all these things are so true. They're so true. I believe everything you tell me. I will do what you say, government. And you'll do it. Not our listeners. They won't. They don't buy into this stuff. They don't buy into this crap, this nonsense, this junk. It's not going to be something that they buy into. And it'll be the first people's targeted by the state. Before the state starts targeting people outside, it's going to target the people interior because there's a big agenda driven by the defense contractors and these crazy leftists who are all about ensuring that we achieve socialism and communism in every miserable state. Where are all the immigrants coming from right now? Cuba, Venezuela, right? Why are they coming from there? Well, because they adopted communism and socialism first and they're starved to death. Those 50 Venezuelan immigrants that got flown over from Ron DeSantis. Yeah, we're, we're done. We need to get the hell out of here. We're happy to go to Martha's Vineyard. Putin mobilizing reservists threatens West with nuclear weapons. Washington Times writes, Russia reportedly bars airlines from selling tickets to adult men amid military call-up. You will not be able to leave. How serious is he? Not a single Russian male is allowed to leave Russia. I'd say that's pretty serious. Vladimir, a passenger from Moscow Brigade, operated by Air Serbia, speaks to the media in Belgrade, Serbia. Large numbers of Russians rushed to book one-way tickets out of the country while they still could. You will fight for Russia. Within hours of his address, the Russian Ministry of Defense barred airlines from selling tickets to anybody, any male between the ages of 18 and 65. This is scary stuff. The aviation website AirLiveNet was reporting this. Tickets banned. Website reported unless the buyer can provide written proof from Russia's Ministry of Defense showing he's allowed to leave for the country. You don't think that's going to happen to us? If they drop a couple of bombs, we film them, we get the propaganda out, and everyone buys into this crap. You, you don't tell me that they're going to go ahead and have that type of thing happen right here in this country? Oh, you, 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 can, you can bet your bottom dollar that's going to happen. 
That's where we are. Direct flights out of Russia to Turkey and Armenia sold out within seconds. They don't require a visa for Russian citizens to enter. Flights to those nations and others reportedly shot up the price immediately after the announcement. The agency has publicly denied any restrictions have been imposed on international travel, according to Reuters. We'll get our verification tomorrow. Another clause in the contract of many of those soldiers, they want to call them that, is they can't terminate their contracts. They have to serve at the pleasure of Russia. And they cannot leave service until partial mobilization is no longer in place. This is what happens when you insult the Russian people. This is what happens when we continue to expand and try to push. Yeah, Ukraine's part of NATO. No, it's not. But we're going to go ahead and say that they are. Why? Because, hey, it's going to offer up a distraction so that we have an enemy that's over there. And we consolidate so that people can get behind the Democrat Party and Joe Biden. I know. Sounds cynical. Sounds unrealistic. It's exactly the case. This is how they think. Wage war other places. You have to be on my side. Look at what I'm dealing with. Look at what we're going through. Look at how we have to handle this right now. U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Bridget Bank, tweeted at the mobilization a sign of weakness in Russian. See, it's time to go ahead and amp it up. We got to get more people on board. We need to finish off the Russians. You know what Russia is looking at right now? In the field of global politics, they're doing this because China is ready to mobilize against Taiwan. Does this all happen at one time? Is this the October surprise? How could it not be? It's the only thing that's standing out there that we've been talking about that has not yet been done and yet seems so incredibly achievable. This hit all of Russia. So yeah, Donald Trump, yeah, you have $250 million or yeah, the interest rate's going up or, you you know, COVID is over. All distractions from things that are actually meaningful at this point. What did this war start end of February, beginning of March? At 224, I think is what, or 222, right? A couple of days sort of after my birthday, I was like, looking at this like, but in the meantime, we got to keep all the TikTokers and the youngsters, you know, sort of distracted. Now they don't know what that is. They won't know what's coming. The people of TikTok are paying attention. They know about the wokeism and there's more anti-wokeism going on in these social media. Hopefully that is going to lead to some energy in some different direction that is ultimately going to make people hate instead of being woke, actually awake. Dilbert, Scott Adams. Sorry to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> 77 newspapers. So all of a sudden just we're done. Gilbert, it's been like a staple, probably one of the only places. He's one of the most intelligent people on the planet, a great social commentator of several people that I know follow him daily. It's always funny and insightful. Satire, things that he talks about. 77 newspapers have banned him for incorporating anti-woke plot lines, including a black character who identifies as white. That's funny, right? That's the adverse. Because really, if you're a black black guy, who would want to identify as white? <laughs> There's no benefit to being white. I can tell you that much. Look at white people; like they can't wait to be anything else other than white at this point. They'll, they'll find other black. They'll, they'll take the black black female's last name, right? 
first name if they can. I'm Mr. Letitia Jackson. <laughs> right? Get me pennies. I'm I'm an oppressed minority. My name is Letitia Jackson. Mr. Letitia Jackson. You know it's true. Popular comic strip has been canned by 77 newspapers. Adam Much Love Dilbert has been stricken since 89 and frequently pokes fun at office culture. But he announced he was essentially dropped by publisher Lee Enterprises. The media company owns 100 newspapers across the country, including Buffalo, St. Louis, Arizona Daily Sun. Yeah, they don't want it. Arizona is going woke. One of his most recent controversial comments included a black worker who identifies as white. Oh, my God. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Being asked to also identify as gay to boost his company's environmental, social, and governance ratings. <laughs> Brilliant. The man. Au revoir. Oh. Bravo. Wow. Nice job. 65 years of age, believed to be worth $70 million, and all because of his uh, wonderful little comic. Here it is. Dave, I need to boost our company's ESG rating, so I'm promoting you to be our CTO. He's talking to the white guy. He's talking to the black guy. They're both pinheads. I know you identify as white, so that won't help our ESG scores, but would it be too much to trouble to identify as gay? Depends upon how hard you want me to sell it. Just wear better shirts. Ah, that's funny. Truthful. The truth is always funny, which is why you laugh. It's also sad at the very same time that that is absolutely true. We know ESG is a failure. Covered that top to bottom. You know these companies even going belly up eight months in. Why? Because it doesn't meet the bottom line requirements. Yeah, satisfying that dollar so that it grows. If it can't grow, you can't, you, you can't know where it's going to go. You don't have anything. Don't have a company, don't have it. You can't grow the, the bottom line. It's, it's over. Bottom line isn't to make sure that we're more diverse and more aware and careful with his feeling. I don't want him to call him into work. Like, we're going to get to that point in this way. You know, I feel like it's a hostile work environment and um, I'm identified as a minority and I don't want to have to go back. Plus, I have a compromised immune system and, you know, I would also like to have my entire work set up be set up at home just the way you hear, and I'm entitled to that. And you must pay me one hour of vacation time for every four hours that I work, 40 hours that I work a day. Like, where's that fair? What company is going to sign up for that? Nobody. And how did that happen? Woke politics, voting Democrats, pushing agendas. Those agendas have been pushed, and this is what happens when you don't fight back. We just spoke with these wonderful people who have been here, who run their live shows, who have been personally impacted. Casey's had it, Dinah's had it. We've all gone through this in one form or another. It's impacted us. Another satire posted on Monday showed the same character in charge of the fictional firm wondering how he can open a new factory without contributing negatively to the environment. <laughs> I want to open a factory, yet at the very same time, I want to know that I'm not hurting Mother Nature. Dave, your boss hired me to solve all his problems by renaming stuff. The dog's talking to the black guy. I realize I... You identify as white just to prank him, but he asked me to rename you as black so he can reach his ESG goals. <laughs> the black guy says, you're a worthy opponent, but I can change my identity as often as I want. The dog says I get paid by the hour. It gets to the core of the problem. Of course it's going to be banned because the agenda is nonstop. And they're going to achieve what they want if you let them, when you don't fight back. Don't speak up. Don't fight back. This is, becomes the new reality. And you think you're being gaslit, but you've already been gaslit. And now if you don't agree, you're the one who's crazy, even though the whole the idea itself is crazy. 
550-5500. That's 550-5500. Food scheme stole $250 million for low-income children. The largest pandemic fraud in the United States, Fed say. Oh, yeah. CBS News actually having to report on this. Why? How do you you step over a half a, a quarter of a billion dollars? 47 people. Where at? In Minnesota. You know where this took place, folks. They took money from a federal program that provides meals to low-income children. What, what happened there? Government doesn't keep track of its money. It's going to keep track of who it's going to audit, who it's going to go after, how, oh, he's a terrible person, didn't you know this? Somehow it's all going to make the papers, and it's all going to be out front and center, and everybody's going to be, oh, yeah, I knew it all. Yeah. She's terrible. I knew that about her. It's crazy. Federal authorities charged 47 people with conspiracy and other other counts today. And what they said was a massive scheme that took advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic to steal $250 million from a federal program. Adriel Luger called it the largest pandemic fraud in the United States. He said the defendants are charged with federal crimes, including conspiracy, wire fraud, money laundering, and paying and receiving illegal kickbacks. They said they took $250 million from a federal child nutrition program. I wonder how much of that is happening here. Prosecutors say the defendants created companies that claim to be offering tens of thousands of children across Minnesota, then sought reimbursement for those meals through the U.S. Department of Agriculture Food Nutrition Program. I guarantee you can run that same game here in the state of New Mexico. I guarantee it's going to be members of the Democratic Party. I guarantee they're going to be members of the Democratic Party who are close the people of power who knew this was going on. Got a real weird phone call today this afternoon. It's like, hey, I got a tip. I want to let you know that uh, there was a so-and-so and such-and-such that uh, happened to be involved in extracurricular activities. Now, I'm not going to go into the details. You know where I'm going with this. And uh, oftentimes, you'll use the same sort of euphemism to describe uh, unsavory events that happen without clothes. Apparently, Michelle Lujan Grisham was well aware of... <clears throat> Yeah, um, unsavory activities that happen in group parties. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what. Swing parties. And she was aware of it. Post. She didn't participate. Come on, folks. Come on. It's a family show. No, no, no. She did not participate. But what we do know is that she was aware of it. More on that tomorrow. 550 Call her in the queue. Go ahead. Yeah, the. Yeah, Somali embezzlement thing or fraud thing, but it, that the Democrat New Mexico uh, parties of this sort, that sort, the other sort, um, that's been fairly well known going back. I'm not even from here originally, and I heard all about all kinds of different parties, uh, some of them even making the news, uh, things that happened afterward, you know, whether you're talking about a Judge Brennan or there's another judge that crashed his car, almost crashed his car into a cop after running a red light, said he had a bad night, and there's some all those different allegations. And I knew a guy without uh, names, of course, uh, that uh, we do fundraising parties with all the Democrats. Fundraising and, uh, parties, like that. Yeah, and there was a bunch of extracurriculars that uh, that surrounded that whole thing. But anyway, the, the Minnesota thing, you say this uh, fraud in Minnesota, people think of uh, pasty white guys like uh, like, like myself. But uh, I, don't, and I don't know if you mentioned it because uh, I was dialing, but uh, that the it was primarily East African, Somali, Eritrean, uh, that uh, people that are, are settled there, you know, like Ilhan Omar, that, that were uh, behind that. Did, did you get a chance to mention that? I did not, no. Uh, what, what, what do you know, sir? 
well, just, just from what I read in, read in the news, I, I, like everybody else, I hear in the, in the mainstream news, I hear, uh, uh, fraud, embezzlement, 250 million, you know, a quarter billion dollars, uh, uh, Minnesota. And they don't say anything else other than that. Minnesota and 250 million stolen. And so you think of uh, your traditional Minnesotan. So, all right, here we uh, go. Let me, hey, David, let me, yeah. help, let me help you. All right. Amy, yeah, Amy Marie Bach of Apple Valley. Uh, Bach was the founder and executive director of Feeding Our Future. She oversaw $240 million in fraud scheme carried out by the sites under Feeding Our Future sponsorship. Uh, Abdikem Adilali Edile, uh, Burnsville, Minnesota, 39. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. He is an uh, employee of Feeding Our Future who solicited and received the bribes and kickbacks. Uh, this might be, it sounds like these things are being, being kicked back into the mosques. What do you think? Salim Ahmed Saeed. 33, Plymouth, Minnesota. What, uh, what did he do? Owner and operator of Safari Restaurant, the site that received more than 16 million in fraudulent federal child nutrition. Call me now. Abdukitir Nur Salah, 36, of Columbia Heights, Minnesota. Yep. Also an owner and operator of same restaurant, Safari Restaurant. Ahmed Sharif Omar Hashim. Great Americans. Just great all-American names here. Here we are. Uh, Omar Hashim created a company called Olive Management Incorporated, a site that received approximately $5 million in fraudulent federal child nutrition program funds. Uh, Abdi Nur Salah. Boy, this is, <laughs> every Smith, Jackson, and, and, uh, and Jones uh, in, the, in the phone book involved in this bad boy. Well, it's Minnesota. It should, it should be, uh, like I've said before, Anderson, Olson, Johnson, Peterson, Nelson. Right, don't, don't, Nielsen. Don't, don't mess up my shtick here. I'm, help, help me out. Stay on this side of the, the, uh, the railroad here. Uh, Abdi Nulur Salah. Abdi Kahim Ali Ahmed. Uh, I think, I went, to high school. I think I, I went to high school with those guys. I think he was the center for the Los Angeles Lakers Hall of Fame. Yeah. ASA Limited no, LLC, uh, Federal Child Nutrition I, Program Fund. Ahmed Mohammed Artan. Uh, here he is. A stigma free inter- Artan registered Stigma Free International, a nonprofit entity used to carry out the scheme with sites throughout Minnesota. Uh, how about Abdekir? Is everyone is, is that like is that like naming somebody John? Like Abdekir Anishi uh, Mohammed, 30, of Fridley, Minnesota. Uh, he also ran the Stigma Free Wilmer site. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this, I, I'm gonna go through all of these names. That's how good this is. Assad Mohammed Abshir. Uh, I was trying to stay away from these names, but this is just too too rich. Hamdi Hussein Omar, 26, right? One million in fraudulent federal trial nutrition program funds. Ahmed Abduli Gedi, 32 of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Federal Trial Nutrition Programs Fund. Uh, how about Abdirhaman Mohammed Ahmed, 54, Columbus, Ohio. Charged with conspiracy, owner and operator of Safari Restaurant. Boy, when the getting is good, the getting is good. Do you think these people? Do you think any of these people actually know each other? This is all just like, just wild circumstance here. How about Abdizazid Shafi Farah of Savage, Minnesota? Mohammed Jamal Ishmal, Mohammed Ibrahim, Abdemajid Mohammed Noor. Say, I'm getting good at this. Sayid Shafi Farah, Abdi Wahib Malim Aftim, Bukatar Mohammed Sharif. It, it's a family affair, apparently. <laughs> Hyatt Mohammed Noor. Oh, Queen Kwamar Ahmed Hassan, 53 of Brooklyn, New York. Look at this. SNS Catering. Sounds very official. 18 million in fraudulent federal child nutrition program. Sahara Mohammed Noor, 61. There it is. Uh, she ran a site called Academy for Youth Excellence. Kuhad Hashid Saeed. Bilsan Muman Hussan. Abdawahab Ahmed Mohammed. I'm nailing this stuff. 
I'll be, I'm going to be hanging out down the street in no time. Just, uh, there it is. Abduli Nuar Jasau. Abdul Abdukar Ali. Every single one you did not miss. Look at you, David. I'm, I'm looking for just uh, something. Just good. Old, there's, yeah, there's no uh, John Smith or, uh, you know, Hank Jackson in any of these names here. Uh, this is it, folks. Uh, there, read them and weep, the United States Department of Justice. Uh, there it is, Office of Public Affairs, 47 defendants and 250 million feeding our future fraud scheme program. And the mainstream media will never say one of those names or their background. They'll say the Bach name. Who? The, the, the one white chick involved, uh, the Bach, B-O-C-K. They'll say her name, but they won't say the rest of them. She's 41. Is it, did she marry all of them? Probably. <laughs> all right. We're having we're having too much fun here, but uh, there it is. Read them and weep. It's uh, the truth hurts. You know? Yeah, there's another thing. I, another thing I noticed yeah, in that is that uh, the, all those guys. Uh, um, You're right. She's white as day. Oh my God. She identifies as as Muslim, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure here. Uh, yeah, there she is. They she is the face of the 47. So you have 46 suspects and one white woman, and the only person that is being identified is the white woman. Boy, that's right. That is really something. Yeah, that was that was uh, glaring. That's why you know I heard that. I, like I said, I heard it on the mainstream news. Two hundred fifty million Minnesota, and so I sat on it for half a day, and then I started getting curious. It's like I started thinking, like you know, uh, Anderson Olson Johnson. I never heard of those guys. Uh, uh, you know, maybe some small time petty stuff, but I never heard of stuff like this. And it's hard to imagine. So I had to look up and see what the family names were. And as of last night, the I could only find two names. One of the, uh, the North, one right. of the North African guys and the Bach. There it is. All right, uh, they, they threw in one just for good measure because he represented, uh, you know, one forty-six yeah. of them. Uh, take a listen to this. This is her attorney in a bow time, uh, a la Malcolm X, representing her, and they're certainly going to feed. He's ensuring that he's going to feed her to the wolves so that nothing happens to the Muslim community. That's where we are as far as justice in this country. It's an amazing time. This is the apocalyptic Armageddon, whatever you want to go ahead and call it. Uh, take a listen. My name is Kenneth Doibark, and I represent Amy Park. How is she? That's, that is, that's the attorney. Not exactly the attorney that uh, uh, Amy Bach, I think, would probably have hired. Uh, listen once again. Can you introduce yourself to us? My name is Kenneth Doibark, and I represent Amy Bach. How is she doing right now? She's doing fine. She will do better. And is she in custody right now? She's being processed. And will she be in custody until her arraignment? I believe so. Is that 1 o'clock today? I believe so. Okay. They, they just I, I got this attorney to stand in front of him looking just like this to let him know, hey, when the rest of the 46, you're going to be okay. All 250 million we pin on Amy Bach and we'll all be, you keep, you keep the money for SNS. And um, tell me what you just said about indictments and what they mean or don't mean. I'm told she's been indicted. I haven't read it yet. You're the attorney, idiot. I'm told she's been indicted. I haven't read it yet. I think you would get the document ahead of her indictment to let you know that the indictment is coming and you would be the one briefing your client. This is how you know. It's like in the details, just stick, you know, right there. There's a, we're not very smart. We'll believe anything we're told. But even if she's indicted, I'm surprised that she's indicted. <laughs> how smart is this man? Even if she's indicted, I'm surprised she was just indicted. What is it? Bipolar? Stupid? Crazy? Working on the other side of the team? Listen to this very slowly. Process with me. 
I'm told she's been indicted. I haven't read it yet. But even if she's indicted, I'm surprised that she's indicted. Because I didn't think... Oh. Did you hear that, David? That That's incredible. Like, one, one more time. It's so good. I, I can't let that go. I'm surprised that she's indicted. Because I didn't think the government would charge her. But she's indicted. The uh, government's going to go after the white woman. She's going to... And she's going to self-sacrifice for it, right? I think that that's it. So... Uh, here is uh, uh, him following up on this. How long would you expect this process to last, this trial process, if we go there? Uh, um, I, I believe there's a large volume of people and a year. Is there anything you want to say to the parents, children who relied on this government money for food, who might be questioning what happened here and, and why? It's an unfortunate situation. My client meant well. She still means well. And we hope that the jury will see that all she did was trying to help folks. The Muslim community is going to keep all the money, David. There it is. They got to keep it. They were under, underserved. And uh, we'll figure out a way to make sure that uh, these people can keep the $250 million. All you have to do is sell your soul and you can go ahead. And, and if you don't have a soul and you don't care about a soul and you just want to go straight to hell, you can participate in that as well. And maybe that's exactly where she's at. So uh, this yeah, is no. it. The Child and Adult Care Program, Summer Food Service, SNS catering, all this happening in Minneapolis. I spent nine days in Minneapolis, and uh, I will tell you, there is a uh, stigma-free feeding our future. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, wow, uh, I, I listed a number of these, but this is, this is it. This is what happened during COVID-19. They handed out this money, and they bought the votes, and they got Ilan Omar to go ahead and win by, what, four points in her Democrat primary. So there you go. Yeah, notice something else uh, when you listed out the facts. Those guys' addresses, they've, they've uh, what's the Jefferson's theme song, Moving On Up? They, Ilhan Omar is a, a district where they uh, put a lot of the uh, North African refugees, um, the Cedar Riverside area by the University of Minnesota, uh, West Bank. Um, they, uh, none of those addresses are Cedar Riverside or Ilhan Omar's district at all. They're all out in the nice suburbs. And yet they're all so they donating have... to her. All of them are donating to her. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They, they, like the article says there, uh, she's had numerous, um, uh, fundraisers, high level fundraisers at the Safari restaurant. Right. Yeah. There they go. George Jefferson and Wheezy. Hanging out there. Sherman Hemsley. Yep, they got their money, and they're going to make sure. They, by the way, it is uh, very nice. Nice uh, nice digs down uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Have you been down there? Uh, well, that's where I grew up. Really? I've, I know every inch of that city, yeah. You know, it's the uh, third uh, best place for uh, Fortune 500 companies. I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not. But uh, Target, yeah. uh, what United Health. I mean, you've got uh, the Mall of America. you got to take a little journey of the ways, but uh, that's certainly fine. But, boy, you... Uh, it's always nice to see, you know, a black man walk on a white man's back. Uh, as, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, what I'm talking about here. Right? Not that here. Now we're up in the big leagues. Don't know about live. It's you and me, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm moving on up. Oh, they're all going to get free. Why you want to? They, why they're going to get free? I'll tell you why. Because they can afford the attorney fees, and they know people like Ilan Omar and the Gang of Four. But uh, boy, that was the weirdest. Yeah, uh, in Minneapolis, don't forget Minneapolis is a you know incredibly liberal oh, yeah. uh, city, county, state.
government. And so the prosecutor, unless they use, I get, well, I guess there, there must be going to be some federal prosecution. Does it say in there whether these are federal charges or it's federal? It's Department of Justice. There, I just I read it. Okay. So it comes comes down to uh, the what the federal courts, federal prosecutor in the Minneapolis region, uh, how left they are. Yeah, you know how left they are. Left field so, and out of their minds, but there it is. David, I appreciate you jumping out. I got to read some text. Right? Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Having fun. The little report. Who knew a Department of Justice uh, report could be so fun? <laughs> oh, Eddie, stop talking like that. Don't read those names. You're just a couple of miles down there from the old mosque where they had a serial killer. We're gonna we're gonna send them after you, Eddie. Omar's family? I don't know. I don't. Then family trees. I married my brother. I don't. I, I don't know. Okay. My dad made it out to legacy. Russia-Ukraine war has uh, could have been prevented. Uh, well, we talked about all that. Didn't we talk about that? Like, sort of from the very beginning. Like, isn't that what we we were we you know echoing why this didn't need to happen in Crimea? We went all of that that, that stuff. Mister Mitterschimer. I haven't observed any sort of mediation to de-escalate the situation. Instead, the true warmonger Democrat leaders are fueling it with weapons and American taxpayer dollars. Yes, they are. When earthquakes happen in California, employees don't stay home to stay safe. No, they do not. No, they do not. That is true. Unfortunately, you have to be vaxxed to visit the Trinity site, at least as of the April opening. Social distancing is practiced. At, like, uh, absurdities of absurdities. Uh, you have to be social distanced and vaxxed to visit the Trinity site. That might be the stupidest thing I have ever read. Democrats going after anonymous political donations is rich. St. Biden states, I believe sunlight is the best disinfectant. And I acknowledge it's an issue for both parties. Oh, yeah, we got to get to we got to get dark money out of politics. Can we start with this conflict of interest, the Ukraine and China and conduct an investigation into a sun hunter's laptop? The, the problem is when we don't talk about these things every single day. Nothing will get done and nothing has gotten done, even though some other conservative commentators, it's the only thing they talk about. I mean, I can't talk about Hunter anymore because at this point, you just have to win the election. Focus should be, look at these people, look what they've done. Let's not complain about it. Let's beat them at the ballot box. The FBI needs to be fully investigated and dismantled as it stands. I'm so fed up with the daily Democrat hypocrisy and what they constantly get away with. Let's see. A BP oil refiner in Ohio is this blaze. Ooh. Tuesday's massive fire at Ohio British Petroleum Facility hurt two workers. Just start setting all the gas places on fire. Force people to use electric vehicles, right? Social media posts on the Husky Toledo refinery in Oregon showed massive flames and a column of black smoke. A plume. A plume of smoke. At a doctor appointment today in Alameda between the freeway and the balloon fiesta. It's a mess and only one lane open each way. I guess they're trying to beautify the medians before a company comes for balloon fiesta. Don't pay attention to the trash all over the city. Don't pay attention to the crime and the vagrants. Laying all over the street, Eddie. I really think real estate guys and the lawyers and the IRS need protecting from property they want to buy. <laughs> We're talking about Donald Trump. Are you serious? She should be arrested for bringing a frivolous lawsuit and wasting taxpayers' money and time and all the rest of them and the DOJ with the Mor-a-Lago invasion. Now, I would agree with that, but we, would, we, were, we were living in a reasonable world, a normal place. No longer the case. End times, folks. End times. We're happy that your station exists, Eddie. As original New Mexicans, we feel represented by your stances and your love for Nuevo Mexico. 
God bless our state and give us back our freedom. May we be able to keep it this time. Uh, by the way, St. Peter, Paul, and Merit. Peter and Paul, thank you for the shout out. We've tripled since the COVID. Oh my gosh, beautiful services. The old Catholic services. It's what we need. Good. Murder Mike is listening. He'll be here on Friday. Let's not forget, folks, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is going to be a uh, Fast and Furious show tomorrow. Uh, for all three hours, we're going to be going uh, to, into a, a little bit of an in-depth conversation during our third hour. And then uh, Friday, we'll check in with all of those, see what they have prepared for us on the weekends. A full two and a half hours, and I'll delve into the ESPA blotter as well. Yes, we'll continue to do it. And hopefully you still, and we've got a new little feature that I'm going to include as well. So I'm very excited about that. So I really appreciate uh, everything, everything that Dow did for our radio station while he was here. And uh, we are going to put that in the show notes tonight. We want you to subscribe to whatever he's doing uh, going forward. Um, Dow, my best to you, sir. Thank you for your time. And thanks for being here. I'm glad we were able to put it together for as long as we did in a place uh, during a seminal point in history that we will never forget. And I think uh, we made a pretty good team on air and he's welcome in the Kiva anytime he wants. Uh, we certainly look forward to meeting again and making sure that uh, everything stays united on our side of the woods, so to speak. So thanks, everybody, for joining us here on this hump day here in the Kiva. I'm 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque.